about the spade. Cards are good, yeah. My phone doesn't. Yeah, it's good for light and it's also good for the Can hit record on that thing first. Yeah, yeah, why not? Can I feed you this? No. How would I have already done that? When would I have done that? I'll hit record. We're already just gonna record, is that okay? The audio? I just hit it with a lap tight. Oh, a lap tight. Not a lap tight. A light tap. So that it wouldn't. Were you going to say laptop and light tap at the same time? Lap tight was uh, light tap. Supposed to be the light tap. Maybe every, like, I don't know. I would say every. Um, like 20 or 30 minutes just like make sure the audio is still running or yeah. do you trust them yeah no no no. i'll check and it. battery i'll check it i'll check it yeah gotcha. all right tallest I'm podcast on three two one no 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 no. you know honestly i never really know how to do intros you know some people do them like welcome back to tallest podcast on earth right. some people do their sponsors we're yeah. still waiting for sponsors zana's garden sponsored by zana's garden started with sponsor garden and uh you have uh tomatoes carrots what yeah. else do you guys have in the garden well, uh, we're also we're in Manhattan, Manhattan Hermosa. Beach, Hermosa, Hermosa, Hermosa. Yeah, 16th Street. Uh, we don't like to give our direct location, but what's the address here? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, cool. Okay, listen up. Yep. Yeah, well, I, mean, I am going to do an intro. Welcome yeah. to Tallest Podcast on Earth. Um, very, very special guest for me. You like the lime, by the way? You switched me. Grapefruit's the worst one. I'll drink it and don't change <laughs> them back. No, no, no. I'll drink it and don't change them back. Sp- I agree, though. Grapefruit's a terrible. Today's place. sponsor is Spin Drift. Um, yeah. Actually, we pretty just fire. We our own sponsors. We just say they're sponsoring us. I mean, yeah, they're not listening, but yeah, I actually think Spindrift's pretty good. It says four percent juice, which is probably more than most like sparkling water juices. I think it's good too. I usually like them. Grapefruit's a bad fruit, though. Okay, <clears throat> I'd like to give your introduction as a couple things. First of all, we've been friends for a little while now, mm-hmm. and I remember the good old days, Ben Patch, Evan. Shout out Benny Boy. Back in Anaheim in like what 2016, I want to say. Yeah, maybe. Um, it was kind of when we first met and started hanging out. And yeah. like Ben, you were one of those friends I had who was just like, "Oh, this guy's energy and like open-mindedness is like." Finally, I feel like I really connect with someone on the team, which is really nice for me. So I just want to compliment you, and I've just always loved your energy. I've always felt so grateful to get to know you and have you as a friend. Thanks, Dad. And. Uh, I'm fucking happy to have you on the podcast, I'm dude. I'm stoked too. Yeah, we just we do a lot of these podcast-ish things, but just never in front of a camera. So it doesn't feel that yeah. different. It feels like we're just gonna talk. Yeah, it shouldn't. And which that's we do a lot. Yeah, and that's all you can do. We got to stay in frame, so we can't do much. As long as we can stay in frame, actually, we can do more than talk. We can dance, do whatever. Okay. Pick stuff out of the garden if it fits in frame, but. Okay. Um, yeah, dude, we have a lot of fun together. I think. Yeah. And uh, fun's an important thing. Yeah, that's right. Also, there's a bee, dude. I'm like deathly afraid about the bees. I'm like deathly afraid of bees, bro. So if you see it on me, you got to say something. All right, listen. It's uh, um, yesterday. I want to talk about yesterday. We went to Malibu and we did the like XPT, Laird Hamilton, Gabby Reese kind of like breathwork, all that stuff. 
Um, did you like it? For those of you who don't know what it is, check it out. It's XPT, I'm pretty sure, is their like Instagram and website and stuff. And they yeah. do like kind of underwater pool training mixed with like sauna, cold. We did yeah. sauna, cold. We did uh, three rounds of 15 minutes in the sauna, three minutes cold, back and forth. We did some like underwater swimming with weights. We did the first like 40 minute breathwork yeah. session. Was that your first time doing breathwork? No. Like, no. No. You're pretty familiar with that or what? I wouldn't say I'm pretty familiar, but uh, I've done it occasionally. Like I do most things. <laughs> Just casually? I don't do anything very like habitually. Why not? I, I don't know. I think it's just who I am. Okay. So Which is really sad, but I mean, it, it's not sad. It's who I am. It's just different. Okay. So let's take breath work, yeah. for example. Yeah. How many times have I done it? No, 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 no. We did, for those of you who don't know, USA Volleyball got invited to go work with them up in Malibu yeah. and we went. And the first thing they had us do was 40 minutes of breath work. And it was kind of like up work and then down work. And by that, I mean, basically it was kind of like just kind of getting you used to breathing. We were all laying down flat on the ground and it was like really introducing the concept of like nasal breathing. And then mm -hmm. it got more like holotropic breathing, I think it's called, which is like, <sighs> like, mm -hmm. like faster and faster and faster. And then we did some like triangle breathing and then kind of like cooled it down. What was your experience yeah. like just in those 40 minutes? Oh, that's a good question. And if you can't think of it, I can get us started. You get, you get us started. Okay. For me, doing, and I'm very familiar with the breath work. I've always loved the breath work. Right. Honestly, because like in a strange way, it's like, uh, yes, in my past I've done drugs, okay? And the body high that you get from breath work is very similar to like, oh. it's like nature's ecstasy, honestly. Uh -huh. I'm, not, I'm not saying that's what I've done in my life, but I'm saying it's like nature's ecstasy. And like the vibrations in my body, like instantly taps into like it i think it puts you in like a crazy flow state too yeah because you're just like so focused on the breath work and it's actually kind of physically demanding to yeah. be breathing like that too 100%. but i know like i remember i was doing wim hof like every day years i was introduced to breath work like maybe 10 years ago i have a video of you actually if you want to like add it into here of what from that apartment and you'd go outside in that little balcony and do your breath work and I have a Snapchat of it. Actually? Yeah, but the caption's like, when mom takes your Xbox away or something. You're just <laughs> I remember so that. Hard outside. No, send it like, to me. Maybe we'll slip it in here. Okay, That's okay, funny. Okay, okay. No, it, I think it's just a testament to like how long you've been doing it and like how intensely you've been doing it. Yeah, and to be- Because that was 2016, it's 2023 and now. Yeah. Everyone's breathing, but you've been- Yeah, but also to, to your point of like, for at, le at least for me, it's like when I find something new like breath work and I get like addicted to it, I'm like, oh, this is sick. Like this is a like- a new path to go down. I go so hard down it. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I'm like, eh, it kind of fades away or I find a new routine or something. And then it's like, okay, I know there's a lot of value in that. So I'm just going to do it on game days. Right. But then like yesterday we have an experience like that. That's not just like, for those of you listening who are interested in breath work, there's an app called state, which a guy named Brian McKenzie created the app. He's also, I think the head breath work guy at XPT, which is how I got introduced to it. Um, and it's like, you know, you follow for 10 minutes or whatever, but this like 40 minute session was different, right? Like someone's yeah. telling you what to do. You're there for that specific reason. Done, uh, 40 minutes that intensely because like you're there and you have the, the pressure. Like that's, what's always so nice about doing things that are challenging with a group is that it just gets the most out of you. Like if you're going to do it alone, you don't have those checks and balances of like, you can just tap out when you want to. Mm. And when there's other people there watching you, like while you're underwater with a weight, 
like you're going to go f- further. You're going to get more out of yourself, which is why I always liked doing things in groups that are really, really difficult because I've and always really th- found myself doing better because I'm kind of just a, a chiller mm. when I'm alone. I'm like, yeah, that was a solid. That was solid. That was good for me. I'm good. I'm going to go home. Instead you thrive of, in that like competitive environment. Yeah. What I've always found interested, interesting about you is that you really thrive in like group environment. Like you love, I mean, the biggest yeah, thing that from groups. this summer and from every time since the day I met you is like, we love doing challenges or like <laughs> yeah. who can do a thing better. Yeah. But there's always this tone of like, we care so much in the moment at winning the <laughs> yeah. thing, but we don't really give a shit, you know, like <laughs> yeah, our lives are no, going to be completely the same right when we're done. <laughs> yeah. But it's so fascinating because I see like, you see a lot of, and I don't know what your experience has been, but I see a lot of athletes, like professional athletes who when they tap into that like super competitiveness, they don't have this like jokey side to them. And then it's just like not fun kind of. Yeah. Like how it do gets you. into that too though, right? Like yeah. there's there's moments where we're both in that space as well. Yes. And we're we, not argue, like we argue for points. And, yeah, yeah. We're not yeah. A, we're not perfect in that way. No, no, no. no. But 100%. we probably just have a little bit more of that balance than others, I would say. And That's just because of our personality. And like when you were younger, no part of you, like because you're obviously a super competitive guy, like a lot of us are. Yeah. But you're super competitive and you're really good at showing up kind of no matter what of the conditions of who you're playing against oh, 1 million percent i feel like i'm really good at that because i always like find the excitement and all the like differences of the day and differences of the conditions where other people find like oh this isn't uh, applicable or oh this is strange or i'm always like oh that that's the that's the like guidelines today that's the rule sweet let's like try and figure it out today you're like the king of adaption yeah yeah i like that uh, I like to adapt. Why, why do you think? You, well, why do you love it so much? It's fun. It's like a problem. Let's like like people that like puzzles. I would say probably have this, but our puzzle is then it requires your body to then also fulfill pieces of that puzzle. Does that make sense? Like other like engineer mindset people that are like, oh, I want to figure out how this works. Right. Like we we have that a little, but also it's like you don't just get to do it with your mind. It's like, no, now you need to actually go and do it with your body mm. where it's like, yeah, the guy knows that 70 mile per hour serve down the line is going to work. Right. Like an engineer can figure that out. But can he then go and be like, OK, I'm going to go do that? No. Yeah. So it's like the funnest game of all time. It's both. And then it's like, OK, no serving down the line. I'm like, oh, sweet. OK, now we have to figure out the new puzzle. Uh for someone listening who's like because to your point sorry this is a little abstract no no no, it's not at all and i actually think and if you're okay with me saying this you came up to me yesterday and you said doing things like this makes me really love like who i am yeah what made you say that yeah not to be like i don't think it's like arrogant in any way at all just in my own skin i'm like really grateful for a lot of things that i am and I think everyone should be because a lot of people are cool. But like one thing I'm really grateful about myself is that I'm pretty positive. Um, and I'm like always trying to find the good in everything to a fault. And then two, this is actually a strange, this was what I meant in that sense. It was like um, my perspective through my upbringing was like very, bi- not is it binary or it's like half and half? It was half. I was raised with like. That means two. Yeah. That I'm pretty sure of. Yeah, but I don't know if binary is the right word because binary is like zero, one, and two with like a computer works in binary, I think. 
I thought binary Those numbers? was also like a or zeros sexuality and ones or, or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's the right word. I think binary is <laughs> wrong. But no, like, no, no, I keep, was raised in some sort it. of like halfness where at first growing up in Hawaii, I was like a little ashamed of my white side because if you're not familiar with Hawaii, it's like it's a place where it's like the only place in the States where like reverse racism happens pretty bad. Mm. Um, and so I was like a little ashamed of that. And then like now have accepted that gift of being able to like see things from both perspectives like in my case an american perspective or a western perspective and then an indigenous perspective or a hawaiian perspective which are the two sides of like Mm -hmm. my father and my mother and just to just to be clear your father's hawaiian your mother's white yeah exactly yeah and i'll keep going keep going no no what what? no i was just gonna say like and that just gifted me like i'm just so grateful for that now whereas as a kid i wasn't as grateful for that and i was always trying to be like no, I'm I'm local. I'm local, and now I'm like I don't care what you think I am. Like I have both, and like yeah, it's been so nice to be able to. I don't know. I feel like perspective is super valuable, and it's like a really so like let's it's a gift. Like when you gain 100%. it, it's such a gift of like being able to then now see things with a different lens. And so like take me to you're a kid. You that was wi- really random. That was not no, it's exactly. not random. Take me to like you're a kid growing up in Hawaii. You wish you were like full-blooded Hawaiian. Yeah, the the more light skin you are, the like. I'm just curious how you think that shapes you, like Hawaiians come. Because to me, it's like, so what did you do to make up for that other half? You gotta be, you gotta be tough. You gotta, like, dive into the local culture. Like, I feel like you've met people. Have you met people that like want to be more than they are? I need to completely pause you, dude. For those of you who don't know, every time I see you, all I want to do is pretend that I'm Hawaiian in front of you. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to like, I don't want someone Which to get I like, love. I love. I don't want someone to get like mad at me. But like, even hearing no, 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 you go talk, for it. I just if like anybody, all I want to do got, is say you Hawaiian. You got the pass. If anybody wants to say anything, no worries. <laughs> I got half a pass. You get half a pass from the little <laughs> half that I have. Oh, but dude. Because when you were like, yeah, you got to be in a super in Hawaiian culture, I was just like, oh, yeah, what's up? <laughs> yeah. And you do a decent oh, job poi it, so it's not that bad. Come check, guys. Come to the garage. Check the poi pounder. <laughs> this guy would send me canceled, voice notes. Dude. I wouldn't see him in like four <laughs> years. He'd send me voice notes randomly of just like in the most moke action that he could provide. But you, you know what? You know what I will say? And this is like obviously someone without context could see that and be like, uh, you shouldn't be or it's racist or whatever. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, but, it doesn't but matter. Here's the thing is like, at least for myself, where I'm totally opposite of you is like, I always wished I came from one specific place. And as I got older, I was like, wow, what a beautiful thing to come from one specific place because what I think it teaches you from the get-go is community. And I, I grew up in yeah. like a really independent family and like a family that I love my parents. I love my family. As you grow older, you learn to really love those things. Yeah. But like for me at least, I didn't feel like I really related to my family in that way. Just like kind of white mutt. They were really Christian. I didn't feel that way growing up. So I felt really but distant. I think it's just like to my point of where I sometimes I'll look and be like, dude, I'm so grateful that I feel this way and think this way is that like literally in any situation, right? You could think about the pros and the cons and wherever your attention flows to, we got a street sweeper. We got a street by. sweeper. Do we might have to, um, but wherever your attention flows to is like what your reality is. And like my, my siblings always laugh about like how, like I would drop a piece of glass. It would shatter everywhere. And I'd be like, sick, we get to freaking like try and make this glass into something new or like something ridiculous. But they're yeah. like, dude, Micah, this is not a good thing. Like, why are you so, and, why are you seeing the good in this? And, and in your case, like, like for me, it's like 
I'm only I, there could be a lot of things from Hawaii that I might I could put my focus on or from my upbringing that like I could look at it in such a different light and it could just then be a different thing but I just chose to like what did it give what did it gift me and it did give me a great like community and grounding and like Hawaii was an incredible place but I do feel like if I were to be raised in a random other place I would be like oh yeah I'm so grateful that I'm from this place like it taught me this and that. yeah and so I guess how my brain works my thought is like or my my really my question for you was like did you feel like since your earliest memories that's who you were or was there a development in that process i'm a like my dad was like training us in a weird way like he was he was like very like, we didn't listen to the radio at all in the car if we were in the car he was like preaching to us and all like his password for his computer i don't know if it's still to this day so maybe i shouldn't say this but like at his office i remember like having to type it in his attitude is everything and he would just like hammered into us like since you were a kid since i was a baby dude and so i just became a product of that and i think can my, you give me like what does that look like like you're driving to costco to get i don't know like uh peanut butter pretzels or something like yeah. what does that look like on the way to peanut butter pretzels it's just the fact of like wherever like if i didn't even get them my mind then goes to like oh sick it's an opportunity to not get what you want and to still show that you can have a good attitude but i guess that I'm like, you know it's like oh i want this candy so bad and then I don't get it as like a four-year-old kid, and somehow my mind would switch to like, "Oh, this is like this is really good for me." How this long is, can I survive without yeah, this candy like, this that I want? This is really good. This is a new challenge, and like, mm. this is gonna teach me to not need everything, or like to deal with not getting what I want. I was like able to do that since you were a kid. Yeah, I mean, this is why you are truly one of nature's gifts, honestly, and this is why I love you so much. And anyone who knows you knows you to be like, you know, something I think I'm really proud not proud again yeah proud of with you is like how you seem at least from the outside and knowing you well enough to like have remained yourself throughout life and I think a lot of people fluctuate so much I know I have too like I also think I'm someone who's like yeah, yeah. done my thing but like I also am I'm very been susceptible to like the environment you're in people you surround yourself with and like are there things that maybe I don't know where it's like yeah, maybe on the surface, like you're still who you are, but like, do you fluctuate ever? Like, let's yeah. say you're in overseas. Is it different than who you are here? Is it different if like, I don't know, you were in Nebraska? Like, are you always just this like, oh, guess I'm in Nebraska now. <laughs> like, guess I'm going yeah. to mow, well, mow the lawn and guess I'll mow it, you know? Like, or is there a party that's like, no, I want, I want this thing. Like, I want to work towards this thing. Like, where do you find your balance in that? That's a really good question. Um, I think I have principles and values that like I've really thought out and like that's, one of the things I'm so grateful for of our profession and career is that we have time to then reflect. And so they were able to like experience something and extract the lesson out of it. For example, like you're here, you live in LA, you have three kids, you work nine to five, you wake up, you make them breakfast, you take them to school, you work nine to five, you pick them up, you make them dinner, you're exhausted, you go to sleep. You do that every day. Where in that, in that, like schedule is the time for you to then pick up on the lesson of the day or any sort of to squeeze anything out of like your life does that make sense like mm -hmm. maybe you have an interaction at work that like for us i go home and i have five hours and i'm like oh, okay yeah yeah that makes sense like next time i'll be able to do it because i just have nothing to do so like i live and then i reflect and i think when those things are balanced really well you can then like progress at a really like nice pace whereas if you reflect too much and you're not living 
you're then not per- like in That's that right. pace. And if you're living too much and not reflecting, then you're kind of just on this hamster wheel. Right. And so I think like our job gave us a huge opportunity to experience and then sit in it and be like, oh, maybe that's why in France they don't do this. And that makes sense of why their culture is like this. And that also works like that. And I guess open mindedness. Yeah. Um, and also just and the sport of volleyball. And like, but like our profession really helped with that. But to your point, I have like thought through my principles and values that don't ever waver. And I'm like, what are they really strong on those things? Um, this is a bad one that I don't do all the time that I do all the time, but I need to maybe reframe is like, I, I will never approach a situation bringing any bad vibes to it. And if somebody then like brings it to me, I approach it with empathy. I will always do that until there's a moment in time where I say, I think for the greater good of like the situation and the people around and everyone that you're going to come like interact with after this, I'm going to let you know in a very stern way that that's not okay. Hmm. So like, that's a process of like how I deal with things that I've kind of worked through. And I don't think that it's perfected yet. How do you um, like, how do you think that translates to like you in a relationship and maybe you don't need to describe the relationship you're currently in maybe past, but like, let's say now you're with someone who doesn't react like you do, right? Like you, in my mind, I'm like, oh, you probably want to be surrounded by someone who's just as positive outlook. Like, have you ever been in situations, could be a relationship, could be with teammates. All the time. Like, how do you stay unaffected by that? Because I like love that they're like that. That they're just different. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. I do. And I think that it's like, this is the thing that we were talking about maybe, maybe in Anaheim where I was like, my theory on life and what helps me with empathy is that like, we're all the exact version of ourselves if we were given the DNA that that person was given Fair and enough. the environment and all and the experiences, experiences that yeah. they were given. Like if I was given your exact DNA and then raised and went through your entire life like you are, like you're that version of me. And so I have to have empathy when you do certain things because it's like I would do the same thing if I were you. Like I don't either they don't know any better or like they have some genetic predisposition where like nature naturally they're going to be have more emotion or like all those things. It's just like, dude, I, I get it. Like I would be you if I were you. So it's all good. Yeah. And like, maybe we can work on it. <laughs> and if not, like that's okay too. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mean, know. I guess it's just, dude, no, it's if, such a, but be- I, I, I am a chameleon at times as well. Like I, I do feel like I, I can talk to an 80 year old guy and talk to a baby boy and like, like fit in in all those ways or put me in like certain situations. And I do act differently which like, is normal. But the way that, but like, you're never gonna find me acting out of character. Yeah. But you, I will act differently, but not out of character. Yeah. And you think, I, I don't know. I guess to me, like, it just blows my mind that, you know, actually, rather, what I want to say is like, what's your big, like, what's the biggest adversity you've had to overcome? Because from the way you describe yourself, it's like, you're just constantly reframing everything as like a yeah. beautiful challenge. But like, yeah. have you ever had like dark moments? Like, have you ever been sad? Yeah, my sisters and my my girlfriend ask me this all the time. Um, and realistically, I it's like my framework and my mind is actually like so strong it's really hard for me to even like vocalize sometimes these things. Like we can act This it is out. to a fault. Want to act it out? No, no, no. I can I can do it, but this is like it's they even sometimes are like, "No, Michael, like you need to see this. this is they're they're treating you badly right now." And I'm like, "No, no, no. It's it's good. It's going to like be, and they're like, no, they're being super mean to you. I'm like, it's fine. 
like my sisters have that problem. Zana has that problem with me. And I, I can work on like drawing that line. But I ha- definitely have had adversity um, to all those people that think it's been great. Who's, who's taking advantage of you? Um, like I can't even imagine someone being mean to you. Who's being mean to you? <laughs> like, do you have a fucking example? I just don't picture it. Um, yeah, some. I think just my upbringing and my like, in my family and stuff like that. We've had some things go on that mm. weren't the prettiest. They weren't that great, but they. My mindset on them has always been the way I am, and so I think it's like I have, but I haven't. Because in reality, yes, and I think that. If you don't have this mindset, there's a strong possibility that your life looks very different from where I'm from and from the things that I've gone through with my family. But I was really lucky that my dad put a lot of time in and that naturally maybe I was able to think this way because it's, I look at it all as like really good, but it's not. (laughs) Why is it not? Because that's the reality of the situation is that it's we've gone through a lot of interesting things and yeah, but I feel um, like the way you think the na- way I think makes the way it you think not. the way you think naturally is what most people spend a lifetime trying to attain. In my opinion, like look at all of the like healthy trend kind of like yeah. and you no, talk when you ask like my sisters and stuff like that, they're all like you like it'd be better for them to even be on this podcast so just to explain me because maybe it would have more. You want to call them not up? Proof? You want to call them up right now and get them live? No, no, no. It's okay. But, like, not proof, but, like, I don't like saying this about myself. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Which is why this is good for you. Yeah. Because I think... Um, but I don't want to say this about myself. Like, that's... I, I feel like other people should speak on my behalf of who I am as a person, not myself. Yeah. Maybe in the future I'll do podcasts that are about someone else, but that's I'll bring them in a close smart. friend to do it. That's super smart. Yeah. I feel like. Especially with people probably like me where I'm like, I don't want to, you know? Yeah, but I guess say this about myself, but that's this is the truth. This is the reality, right. and I don't have a problem with the truth. I never have. I've always really loved it and enjoyed it. You ne- you never slipped up one time, dude. With the with the truth, I don't know. Just in general, well, just dude. like I've always you never slip up, dude. You're never yeah, like yeah, Dad. I want the fucking chocolate chip. I don't no, want this fucking no, Briars no. that you keep bringing home. I want one not time. Like I want to go to Salt and Straw. No, I want the big waffle cone. No, you know what I'm saying? Not <laughs> like that. I no, but I slip up all the time. But like not not. So what do your slip-ups look sort like? Of sense. Sleep-offs. Like, this is where I wish I had somebody that would be like, Mikey, you slip up here. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. You being, like, unaware of those things are prob- probably not bad. Because you're not, like, I can, harming anyone. I can think, I could, I can, sure, I could think of some. And I know, like, whenever people ask me these kinds of questions, I'm always like, yeah, I do all, because they ask me this all the time. I was just, I just met Zana's, like, really good friends in Atlanta. And they were like, dude, are you ever mad? They randomly said that. And Zana's like, he's never mad. And I was like, yeah, I am. And she's like, no, you're not. And like, she's like, tell me an example. And I'm like, I know there's examples. Like, I know. And she's like, well, tell me. And I'm like, oh, I hate when people do that to me. Because I'm like, I, I don't know. You know, I'm starting to think, honestly, as I hear you talk, like, maybe you just need to practice it more. Yeah. Why don't you practice it right now? Get mad at me. Say something. Just look at me right <laughs> now and just get mad at me. Like, be mad. Let me, let me do something. Ready? <laughs> this is funny I just poured it in your garden. <laughs> this is funny to me. I destroyed the tomato. No, this this is the thing. I think that I do get mad. I think that I. Ah, it's not very often, but it's it's not that often. You though. know what though? I also think now, in my opinion, you've you created this rhetoric rhetoric for yourself. That's almost like the challenge within the challenge. I have a feeling. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, of where it's like almost that. like this challenge of like. 
good luck making me mad, dude, because that's just not me. And then once oh. you tell yourself that story and narrative, yeah, it just like it plays happen. into the game. Yeah. So every oh, time I try to pour the drink, that. it's like I'm trying to put a slot into the game. 100%. You know, and you yeah. can't win. 100%. You always break the high score. I don't know that, that's exactly maybe the the structure of how I do it, but I do know that that does apply to a lot of things. Mm. Where like you identify or choose something and then it just further furthers you down that road. Mm. In a lot of ways. Um, do you feel like? Do you feel like there's anything that makes you like? Is there anything that makes you feel like alienated? Because I'll that? tell you from the outside in, like you being constantly positive and just like a curious guy to me is like already makes you like so uniquely yourself. But are there any things that like on the outside or on the inside that are happening that like no one would really know? Or are you just so transparent oh, that like there's nothing past that? It's just like what you see is what you get every time. You know, like, is there anything inside mm. where you're just like maybe growing up or, you know, um, as an adult or throughout your career that's just made you feel like, does anyone else think this way or feel this way? <laughs> you know? Oh, I don't that, know. I, yeah, definitely. I think some things where I'm like, am I the only one thinking like this? But I think more to your question to answer, like more vulnerably, which you always inspired me to do. We can start talking about you a little bit more. We don't too. need to do that. Um, things that make me al- feel alienated. And that's where alienated is where like uh, you feel different than everyone. Yeah, else. it's like the government right now just found a bunch of like <laughs> alienated bones people. Of alienated people. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, one more time. Explain to me alienated. All right. Well, first of all, I'm like the worst person to have to explain <laughs> any word. I like know how to use a word in a sentence. You know I probably I don't know. Like how to though, about about how we can interact with each other is that we're both totally not afraid to be dumb. Like I'll ask, and like, and I feel like some people are like. They don't want to look certain ways and they don't want to, they always want to be in control and look in control or know things. And mm. they like make stuff up and we're like, we have no idea. Like we're stupid. And people are like, oh, this is what it means. We're like, okay, now we know. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're totally right. Yeah. But it's so funny as I get, like for me, as I get older and, and uh, acquire more responsibility or think about, you know, more, it makes me feel like, should I be smarter? Like, should I know these things? Like, I don't really even understand how my taxes work. Like, there's so many things I, like, don't really know. But what's interesting is, like, growing up, I was always kind of the, like, outlier in the group, you know? Like, kind of, like, could just go off and in many different directions. No, okay, that's true. But here's what I'm saying. I I guess to be vulnerable with... Okay. But to be vulnerable with people, it's like, I also feel like since I was young, I always had like a best friend or mentor who was like five years older than me. And oh. so my whole life, I was, I always felt like the little brother. And I have one brother who's two oh, years older. We same, hated each other as kids. As uh, we grew up and became best friends and I love him dearly. But like, I was always kind of little brother vibes. And 100%. when you feel like you're in a group where like you get to be the little brother and hey, we got you. Or then people start to love like how dumb you are. For me, it's like that I also love entertainment. And I'm also like, yeah. all right, I guess I'll be the dumb guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I'm not like oh, over here like, how sure. does this work? You know, like not like slapstick dummy, but just kind of like, 100%. yeah, I actually don't know yeah. how to spell that word. Yep. I'm that way. I was, I played up on my team, my club team. So my two best friends are older than me mm. and they would just make me, they'd be like, hey, try and jump over this with your bike. And I'm like, yeah, I got that. Like, and they would never, ever do anything. I'd get in the trouble every time. Or I was raised uh, at Quema. Mm-hmm. And so in the dorms. And so when I, until I was like 10. Well, I didn't know you live on campus. Yeah, in the dorms, in Lihulu. And dorms. to be, for people who don't know, Kamehameha is like. It's a boarding school. Like uh, the prestigious. Well, it's. Hawaiian, local only, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to be Hawaiian to go. Um, it's a really big school. And 
they had have the ability for kids on a different island to go to school there and so all the kids from different islands lived in the dorms and my dad was a dorm advisor oh. so i lived there with my family and also a legend volleyball player yeah yeah but at the yeah. time dorm advisor yeah okay okay yeah. and so i was always the and i played like i played with the guys and like sports and i was the last pick and like i was the little brother literally to like the whole, everyone in the dorm because yeah. i was everywhere like i just had to be home for like at seven thirty, eight o'clock so i was just everywhere and so were you more like the like rascal kid getting into oh, trouble yes or also like funny kid rascal kid get into trouble yeah. but never serious trouble right always just like stupid kid yes. stuff yes yeah but like never like, like, hey, like grab those lemons oh, from that stole. tree i would like return if i found somebody that was stealing around me i'd like yeah. return it make him return it like there was like 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 how i said like i would never be out of character like this is the line that i draw i will not graffiti or like sneak out and drink or do like crazy stuff like that but like in class i'm going to be the class clown so like grow- growing up you never got caught into any of the like pulls of like no. alcohol or smoking or no i didn't drink till i was 20 yeah and didn't smoke and like i didn't do any of that but i think that's where like a sense of like i don't need to go like this to like societal things mm. because i'm a little like counterculture like if i see everyone going that way my natural tendency is to go this way <laughs> you know that's why we became friends yeah. bro, <laughs> we're sure. both swimming upstream hey also make sure that's still recording yeah, just yeah, to yeah. make sure we got to make like, sure we're kind of off the cusp right now making sure all this stuff works yeah we're good um okay. but and so like when everyone had the cool heelys or something i'm like i'm not gonna get those or like everyone has the cell phone that's a sidekick or something and i'm like i don't i don't want one i don't even need a cell phone yeah. Like I was always not trying to fit into the culture, into the group. And I just felt this sense of security in that like identity. What do you mean? Like that was my groundedness. Like was like it was easy for me to in be being grounded different. In, in, in like not wavering. And I like liked that about myself. So I was able to really stick to it. Hmm. You know? I mean you say not wavering, but it also sounds like that's how you it's almost like you're not wavering was the wavering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I sometimes, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But I knew what it was based off of. Yeah. And it was like, that's me. And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm going about it this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so yeah. cool. It's sick. I like, I'm trying to like continue to destruct you, deconstruct you in some way, but it's like, this is the best part about you is like, you're just so honest and transparent. And like, it's, I guess for me, like you're saying some of these things and I'm just like, no fucking way bro about what no just like you know you're you're like turning everything into like finding the positive or the challenge or finding a way to like reframe a story in your mind to to be like positive about it yeah it's just like i just see so i see see so many people who struggle i personally have struggled with it a lot i also think i'm someone who's generally positive i actually think as i've gotten older i've i've fallen into a little bit of and this is partly because of my job i think but like a little bit of like a bitterness mm-hmm. I feel has yeah. wafted over me and I'm trying, I'm actually working on it now to like find ways. You know, I talked about this before, like you talk about wanting to do things unconventionally yeah. and then like the way we train in the national team gym sometimes is like, and granted like John is all about analytics and like so right. many things and like he's really open-minded surprise, like from not surprisingly, but for me, I think like, I've been yeah. more more and more surprised by him on how open-minded he actually is to things. Yes. 
Um, but like even the way we train strength and conditioning wise, like I've always been like, Oh, well that's how everyone does it. And then I see this one person do it differently. I'm like, Oh my God, try this, you know, right. like trying new things. Right. <clears throat> that just randomly, this is a huge go back to why I said like, Oh, I'm grateful that I am who I am at the thing yesterday was because it was about how I think we're in a beautiful time of Western medicine slash science slash culture starting to respect slash approve slash integrate slashes yes because slashes are sweet by the way okay um parentheses what they're starting to like actually see indigenous slash eastern philosophies and practices as actually being legit like for example wim hof went to stanford right and he Prove that he can like maintain his body temperature in a lab with 12 strangers yeah or like that the people that he taught when they injected the Mm -hmm. flu into them and they're fine or whatever the case may be and then finally stanford's like i guess this breathing thing actually is scientific or like they give a little bit now before it was like oh that's just voodoo and like now we're getting to like breath work and like meditation and like all these eastern philosophies or indigenous philosophies like as an indigenous person that like have been ignored and just de like ignored and like discredited for so long are now starting like because they're looking at it in a scientific way they're like oh these practices are actually kind of important and like actually have value i want to piggyback off what you're saying so bad which really for me is this this balance of like personal experience versus logic or like science and i waver with it all the time right Mm -hmm. like i'm i think you're very similar like you base a lot you're a very logical person to me mm-hmm. you know like you have Try a lot of reasoning for doing things and you're actually a smart kid to me and like so where do you find the balance between like the logic and to what you're saying it's almost like uh i think i see this with a lot of strength and conditioning trainers almost where it's mm-hmm. like well if it's not in a textbook or hasn't mm-hmm. been there's no data on it then like you see that with guys starting to do like knees over toes stuff in the exactly. gym or like you know i learned from daniel marchong exactly. a really unorthodox style and they're exactly. like trying to break things down or like <clears throat> trying to be like you know they're like okay but like yeah. we know because this is what the data exactly. shows it's hard for me because on one hand it's like okay, I want to be logical too. And I want to do what you, we all want what's best, which right. is I want what you want to pull the best from me, keep me healthy, keep yeah. me strong, faster. But sometimes I feel like if it's not, if there's, it's not in like a science journal, then they're just like, wow, well, I don't yeah. really know. Yeah. And then every day guys are taking like 800 milligrams of ibuprofen. Yeah. And it's like, that inherently feels like that can't be great for you. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, well, the data shows it's maybe not, it's probably not that bad. So it's like, where do you, What's been, A, your experience with that just yeah. throughout your life? But, yeah. like, where do you sit on that, like... Because you are someone who's really logical. Yeah. And at the I same agree. time, like, you are someone who... Well, this... I like this. This works for me. I'm going to do this. Right. Like, where do you find that line in that, you know? I've gotten into a lot of trouble about this. So, um, because I'm probably more like you. Um, but I think... Okay, in this exa- example, I think for... First off, there's two, like, places in my profession that I think, like, people have the hardest time with accepting other people's individual experience where it actually means the most is lifting and diet. There's two things that come to mind. Okay. Where, I mean, there's people that say, like, eating only red meat is curing cancer and is amazing, right? And there's people that say vegan. There's people that say pescatarian. There's people, people that say fasting. There's people that say... Oh, you need to eat a big meal in the morning. And then there's people that 
So for me, if you have all these experts that are all over the place, like that just means it's a, uh, it's a field that's individualized. Like that's just how I th- look at diet. It's an individualized field and it makes sense. We're all from like different places mm-hmm. and people and like histories and cultures. And why would like a person who say they're Hawaiian and they feel like th- thousands of years, their body has been built around okay, certain bowls. starches and fish and yeah. stuff like that. And like, why would I n- not feel better eating a more, a diet that's closer to that than 100%. a person that was raised in Russia that was like, they're going to eat heavier corn, potato, like what are they eating rootier, in Russia? Bro? Like, like stuff they can grow there, which yeah. is like a little hardier things, yeah. you know, like that just makes sense to me and it's individualized. And I hate when people try to group things that are there. It's okay, guys. You don't need to be in control of, of everyone. Like, yeah. let them be in control of themselves. Help them on their own journey. But stop putting your, your own beliefs into people's, other people's stuff. Yeah. I don't like pe- telling people what to do in general. Yeah. That's why I never wanted to but be you captain. I never wanted to be a leader. But you also don't care if someone tells you what to do. Or you do care. I care, I care about it if it's something that I personally have put a lot of time in to then understand about myself. And I've come to a place where they don't think I've put time in. But and they haven't seen how much I've experimented and how much work I've put in to then come to this realization where it's not like, oh, you need to eat in the morning. I'm like, dude, I, I've like done weeks of journaling of like I eat this week and I don't eat this week. How did I feel after this practice? How did I feel after this practice? Like, like you don't get to just come in and say that. Like there's, there's been a lot of work that's gone into this. But if it's a place I haven't done the work and you're like, wait, dude, try this out. I'm like, sweet. I haven't done any work in that. Like, I'll go for it. And talk to me really quick. You don't, you're not a breakfast guy. No. No. And like today before practice, what'd you eat? I've been eating a little bit more in breakfast. I eat the bagel. Yeah. But like that's as much as I would ever You just eat. don't get hungry? No. And I, and I perform much better when I'm hungry. So like on a game day, I'll eat five hours before and maybe a small snack, but I want to be playing hungry. Interesting. And they say that that's actually makes more sense because- like if it makes more sense, like from hunters and gatherers, if you're hungry, the um, <laughs> yeah, you like that. All huh? right, dude. You like that. my favorite meal of the you day like is that. gone, dude. This week I'm doing if no breakfast. If you're hungry, your senses and everything go into like I need to find a meal, right? So you're gonna go and you're gonna be more intense and more focused based and like, but once you catch the thing and you have a meal, and you eat a meal, you're then like I get to relax. For example, if you go and you eat a huge meal you're gonna have a like we call in hawaii like kanak attack like you're gonna have a huge nap after why is that because you just freaking made your kill for maybe the the three four days week that you needed you had a huge feast and you're like i'm good for a little bit and then it's like i'm or compare that to like i'm freaking hungry if i don't catch something now i don't know if i'll be able to make it or if i'll have enough energy to even continue this hunt i need to get it now that's how I want to be playing. And so the whole time, like today, for example, I think Dave or someone brought donuts. So there's just donuts sitting around. Mm-hmm. Even your your reptilian brain's like, there's that kill, bro. And so you transfer the energy of like, I'm so hungry, I need to find food into I'm so hungry, I need to perform at a high level. Or like, how's that work? What's the transfer there, you know? I think it's uh, unconscious. I think it's just like hardwired in us as humans that I don't need to like try and convince myself of anything. Just a lack of food in there. It helps my my speed it helps my <laughs> focus an- it helps my and this is like where i'm like i would never force anyone else to do it 
because I'm like, dude, do whatever you want. Like, right. if you're doing the same thing as me of like experimenting and working really hard to find what's best for you, then that's that's great. Like, you're gonna right. do it. Like, forget other people. We're talk- forget other people. We're talking about you. Okay. Pre-game snack. What's your like? Let's say we no. play at 6 p.m. You have lunch at one. What are you eating in between there? No. Do you just not get hungry? No. That's I can crazy. eat one meal a day and be okay. Wow. Have you always been like that? I think. Really? Yeah. Part crazy. of it, I think, is growing up, my mom was like, if you're hungry, make your own food. And I was so lazy that I just would just skip meals. And there's a period in there with, of hunger where, like, if you just get over, like, the 30, 30 minutes Dude, of, like, when you're really hungry, I you're good. You. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree And if you I've, do that enough times, you just, you get used to it's it. just super easy. Mm. And maybe you need to drink some water or maybe you need to take a nap and you wake up and you're like, yeah, I forgot I was even hungry. And then at that point, you like, you're like a pretty healthy guy, but you're also like a don't really care guy. Yeah. yeah. You're like a occasional Popeyes guy. What's your no. What's your gluttonous uh, treat? Yeah, yeah, I, I'll eat whatever. Yeah, like ice cream or anything like that. That's fine to me. You, do you have a favorite food? Do you have like things that you enjoy? Rice, rice, love rice. Yeah, white rice, my favorite food. Half and half. Uh, no, not half of rice. That's half brown, half white. It's different. No, white short grained rice is would show you. Or soy sauce, yeah. Um, and just since you started talking about food, I would love to plug our first unofficial sponsor, which is Hubba Hawaiian Salts. Mike is Shout mom. out to my mama. Yep. Best salts there are. Hapa Hawaiian Salts. Check them out online. Instagram, website. Instagram, website. I saw them at the airport. They're selling they're, like... They're in the airport. If Lihin you go to Hawaii... Gu- yeah, Lihin Lihin gummies, gummies are in there. Gummies are yeah, in there yeah, now. Yeah, check them out. Um, and this is not just like a shameless plug. I also love them. Your mom gave them to no, me. No, they're insane. Like anytime I give them to anyone, time they ago. want them. Yeah, they're nuts. They need them. They're like, hey, can I get more of that salt? I'm like, I put them on eggs in the morning, chicken I'm, or steak I cook at night. It's incredible. Like, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Nice well, job there. I just, work that I might make her an unofficial sponsor for everybody. I do really love it. And I do love it's supporting so good. good people. Yeah. Yeah. And she works so hard. It's just her. None of the sisters. No one's helping her out. Uh, Misty helps a little bit, but mm. no, she, I mean, she's a work, she, she's a workhorse. Hmm. Anyways, yeah, Western and Eastern philosophies meeting is why I was like, oh, I'm happy that I'm half, like, a culture that's, like, working so hard to try and bring back our original, like, ways of life. And then America, who's, like, the forefront of, like, the Western. So it's like, I was just appreciative of of that. And I was like, oh, I like who I am. Like, I'm at, I have such an interesting balance of, like, my mom and dad's culture that... Mm. I get to see things on different Yeah, sides. how does that come into play now as you're an adult? Like, Oh, all the time it comes into play. Yeah, like I could imagine too. Because um, you also strike me as someone who's like not afraid of like technology and things. Now, granted, you're not like blowing up social media. You're not the guy to want to no. like post tons of stuff. But you're also like not afraid to do those things, you know? Because I, what yeah. I'm saying is like some people are like they want to live so close f- to the culture that they're like not getting a phone, like super oh, off the grid oh, oh, kind, oh, you know? Got it. Like that, like that, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that um for example in hawaii i have a lot of different thoughts of how we can do things and i think that i'm i was just listening to a podcast where it said like you can't make a balance a choice of balance if you haven't equally um experienced both sides and i thought that was a really good point and so i i hold my beliefs a little bit closer so i chest in some things where i feel like i've really gained a ton of knowledge on one front of a decision and not the exact, not close to the same amount in the other, where I can really argue that I know what that balance should look like. Does that make sense? No, continue. Okay, so for example, I'm trying to make a different, I'm trying to make a, trying to find the balance of being Hawaiian and being American. Mm. 
I haven't done the work on the Hawaiian side, like to learn to olelo, or to be in the lo'i every day, or to paddle, or to fish, or like I haven't done enough right, right. of that in equal amounts as where I've been American to be able to choose what a balanced life between those things should be, because I'm not giving the side enough respect to be able to. So my my choice of balance is going to be skewed and biased towards the American side. So I, I hold that a little bit closer and I know that I need to experience dive into the Hawaiian side a little bit more to be able to find where I should be. But I do think that it's, it's a very, okay, this is a very interesting topic. So I, yeah, we can move on. No, no, no. I want to, it's super interesting. I, this is leading me into more like life philosophy stuff. And I'm really interested to know from you, like, are you into philosophy? Do you yeah. have Do you have any like Where would you say you sit on that spectrum? Who do you like look up to or listen to? Yeah. To like learn about the deeper thoughts and feelings of why we're here and what we're doing and. Ooh, that's a whoa. That's that's what you mean by philosophy, like. Well, I don't know. However, you choose to take it. Uh, I'm strapped well, up, like, baby. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I know, but I feel like philosophy is in like everything, so it's tough. But I do really, yeah. I really like philosophy. It's like an interest of mine. Um, so I took you, political science in co- in college. Yeah, yeah. But you can have five like specifications of it, like global or whatever the case may be. And mine was uh, theory like based. There was mm. a lot of like philosophy on like groups and society and stuff yeah. like that. And that was like I really enjoyed a lot of those classes. Um, but yeah, my my philosophy is always changing. Wh- who do I look up to in those types of ways? I don't know. You say you're into philosophy. I and am, like, I am. Like, but in my and and I'm you, not that. You're into not like it. spare time going on YouTube and. I like, am. I am. I and I was and I got down like a rabbit hole of it being a little too dangerous. Yeah. And I backed well, off. It goes back to I your to me. It goes back to your point of like living and experiencing versus learning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I struggle with it too. Yeah. And and you see this with a lot of people with a lot of different things, right? And I'm susceptible to it in so many ways. Where it's like, I'm trying to learn. Let's say, how to do a podcast. Right. And so I spend all this time going, yeah, what's the best yeah, mic? What's yeah, the thing? And, like, and then I watch it. the reviews. And then there's this, yeah, this thing of just like, dude, just show up and do it. Yeah. Show up here today and like, I forgot my laptop. Now I'm make sure that I put it in the, you know, like you yeah. just, you learn as you go. And then also like, it's not bad to look into like, what are, what is a good yeah, bang yeah, for yeah, you? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, and but when like, you get to those little roadblocks, you'll figure it out. But it's crazy how like, let's say you I know put, what that is. I think it's more Western reflect think. That not to split things in the Western all the time, but I think it's just that, like, that's where we are right now, where it's like, learn how to get rich in 10 minutes. Learn the tricks right. and learn this. Right. And in, like, other cultures, it's like, dude, like, no, I've been I've been a fisherman for 50 years. Like, that's just what it is. Like, and there's no, like, if they're like, you want to be a fisherman? Fish. Come with me every day. We're going to go out every day. And I'm not going to, you're just going to watch. You know, I'm not going to tell you what to do or. You're just going to do it for like 50 years and then you're going to be it, you know? And nowadays we're just like, Oh, let me like learn like really quickly about all. And it's like, we fall into that more than anyone else where we're like Jack of all traits, master of none, which also, did you know that that, that quote actually continues? What do you mean? Did you know the Jack of all traits quote continues after, um, Jack of all traits, (laughs) master of none. What is it? I think now, People are going to fact check me, but I think it's jack of all traits, master of none, but oftentimes better than one. That's nice. Where it's like, 
I had felt bad for being a jack of all trades for a long time. Not felt bad, but I was like, oh man, I really should. I want to be. I feel like I'm really good. A at specialist life. at something like Dude, that's so I sick. Hundred percent. It's so sick to be like I, li- yeah. I live my whole life making these wooden tables. Like, yeah. And I got it down. I'm the exact same. And bro. people come to me and they t- want to talk about wooden tables. I'm your guy. Yeah. Like, I want to be that guy. Yeah. So bad. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm just too all just over the place. Just in my garage every day. Jack of all traits. I'm like all over the place. And Mitch Stahl told me like, dude, you are jack of all traits. But did you know that that quote goes on to say like, but oftentimes better than one because like, in any other field, you're gonna be better than the jack of like than the master of one. Right. So the jack of all traits, it's you're less in this specific area, but like take the wood, the carpenter, and make him surf, and you're gonna be a little bit better. Or, right. And make him run, and you're going to be a little bit right. better. And make him. So it says oftentimes better than one. So it's actually a different that's a side cool, of that philosophy. That's really that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool, actually. And that's really helpful to hear because for hey, a long time, I only I'm heard the first two parts, yeah, you know? And I was just like, because I always, I us, always fantasized about they're like it from waking up in the morning and I'm just blip, blip, blip on my pottery wheel or like, like, and you know, for me, Ben Patch is like maybe my closest friend. Yeah. And like having a friend like that who was, yes, he's definitely a master of or a jack of a lot he's of different trades. Like he's also a master of, of a multiple, ton. dude. He is, that's this whole so when I had doesn't a, work for 100%. Him. And so when I had a friend like Ben who was doing photography, I was like, oh, I'm going to do photography now because I want to be like, you know, yeah. I want that to be my thing too, yeah. you know? Like, that's so cool. And I cared. And this kind of leads me down into a different path too of like, um, you're also like really into music. Mm-hmm. And like, so I'm, I'm interested to know from you, like, with your like when did you start having a like a love for music but like more so just kind of more along the lines of what we were just talking about yeah of like i Jack don't know of all traits and like a little bit more along those lines yeah but more so fantasizing too like dude i don't know about don't you know but like i struggle sometimes with like i can get in these moods where i'm just like i'm quitting tomorrow and i'm moving to freaking, <laughs> yeah, I'm and i'm way, gonna dude. be the guy i'm going <laughs> to nepal I'm going to nepal yeah i'm gonna shave my head i'm gonna be a monk for six months i gotta do it or I like, or like, I'm done you with see, volleyball. You, 100% dude, music. I saw now. Chef's Table, and I literally almost became a chef. <laughs> like, like it was the closest I've ever been to changing my profession was after Chef's Table, and then a second close one was after watching um, Secretariat, the horse racing. Yeah. I almost be a was jockey. Like, nah. yeah, no, not jockey, but I want to be a horse breeder, and I was like looking up Swiss, like nah. yeah, yeah, J- crazy. Japan. That's so random. Japan's the spot to be in. Really? Yeah. yeah. That seems so random. So Japan seems about the spot to be in to do anything. Yeah, it's a Pan, good spot. Yeah, it's very sick. But um, um, yeah. Wait, I'm, wait really quickly. Are you I'm, super? Are you super inspired by like movies and stuff? Oh, I'm just keep learning that we're so much more similar than I already knew that we were. <laughs> but like, okay. I w- I remember like when I was a kid, for example, went to IMAX 3D, and my dad took me to Space Jam. Okay. And there's that opening scene in in scene in Space Jam where he's it's like, I haven't seen he's it like, shoot. Well, he's. I'll set the scene for you. Yeah, the little baby Michael. Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, shooting yeah, yeah, outside, yeah, yeah. you know, and his dad comes by or whatever. And then I, I, I don't remember exactly how the scene goes, but he's just—it's just late night. And you hear that yep. chain swish, chain. Dad's like, shoot it again, shoot it again. And the, and and I, the mom's in the kitchen, like doing dishes, and she keeps hearing it. Yeah, something. And something it, like I swear that. he like goes up to dunk or something, and then it flashes to like, it's a jam, and then it's like okay. him as an adult. Okay. But <clears throat> maybe way off. The point I was making is like I remember seeing that scene when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. The first thing I did when I went home is I was like, I'm gonna be a professional. I'm gonna be Michael Jordan. And I loved basketball as a kid, and like sports in general but i remember going home and we had like a basketball hoop outside like kind of on the street and i was just shoot just like michael yeah yep. but to this day bro if i see a fucking movie about a magician and he's so good at his <laughs> oh, tricks dude, yeah the first thing i do is go on the internet and i'm like <laughs> I'm i gotta tricks, buy bro. some cards and some yeah, dice bro 
like 100%. I am so susceptible to like I'm gonna change everything about me because I see one person who looks so cool yeah, doing yeah. one thing. No, but that's like. What can I give one more example? Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, blowing course, me up right course, now. Course. The other example, I think there's I think there's a show called uh, or a movie called Now You See Me. I want to say. It's yeah, called. yeah, yeah. Of course, it's with with a, with a group of like magicians yeah. where they come together. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And there was there's one guy on Now You See Me. And he's like a the, throw, or all, the card thrower. No, that guy's sick, okay. and I do love throwing cards like yeah. that. But this guy was like the um, he's so good at reading like body language. He okay, could like, yeah, or or, or I'm sorry, maybe it was just in total of magicians where they were able to like like sleight of hand by like misguiding, misleading, and then what you can pick up from signals by other people. Dude, I remember seeing that and directly going online to like, how can I learn and pick up on like little signals and cues that you're giving me, but you don't know you're giving yeah, me. Like, yeah. how can I be like a almost of like a, a master negotiator? or yeah, like whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was so into that and i was like that's how i spent my time for like two weeks that's all i did when i got <laughs> yeah, home it was yeah. like how can dude, i dude be- have you ever done master class zana bought that for me and i was like into it so hard for a while the- it's basically like we're the best people in the world oh i know what it oh, is so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah dude oh yeah i got yeah. a notebook full of like daniel negrano's poker tips yeah and, like, i did random people's like I did Top uh, of the line stuff. what's his name did like a comedy class. I did Judd Apatow for uh, I think comedy? he did like a yeah comedy writing kind of thing. Like, but you know what? Sick, that's that was made for us. Yeah, but dude, the, and, and you make it through to... the whole class though because I no, can't. I make no, it through like I make six it through probably less than you. No way, I make it through less for <laughs> I, sure. I, I, I don't I'm like make five it six episodes all, deep, and I'm like super into it, and then it just fades off because someone wants to go get dinner. Yeah, no, that's where like. I think we have two ways to then approach the situation is to be like, oh man, I never get through anything like, and to be like down on ourselves or to be like, bro, I'm always so excited about stuff. This is great. Like, I love that about myself, you know? Yeah, for sure. You just get the, you, you get a choice of everything. And like, there's a flip of the coin of like, I'm going to look at it heads or tails. And I just try and choose as much as I can heads and like live a good life. Yeah. I just think it's so interesting because I also feel like in some way there's this like pressure to be really good at one thing. And this leads me into also like I had a, I'd written down two kind of like, um, how do you like being trained? Now we're kind of jumping a little bit into like a more mm. volley situation, yeah. but like, you know, as someone like you who really loves variability, games, yeah. competition, yeah. and like, you know, the example I give a thousand times on this podcast is, and you've heard it probably with the Worsley brothers is like Milan Zorkovic. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. guy having yeah. like, so many different games and always competing. Every day was new, 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 new. Yeah. And I got super addicted. It was already that way and then met someone like him and it was yeah. just like, come oh, here, boy, you know? Yeah, and I was best. just like, my mouth out, like <laughs> yeah. treats, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm so interested to know, and you've experienced this, I'm sure overseas, I'm sure in different gyms. Like, how do you find, how, do, how are you not like feeling like you're in stagnant environments? How do you not let that affect you? Or like, what are you doing to see past your environment and find a way to thrive regardless as someone who likes newness and novelty so much? Oh, I do. Yeah. Well, I think I was super lucky to be in the gym I was in with my dad. Did you hear anything about like our club team? You, I mean, we, we scrimmage you maybe once or twice, but you might not be familiar, but like our training. I mean, I'm very familiar. I did okay. a lot of research on Wikipedia before this. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Um, you spelled my name wrong on there, which I saw at the very beginning, but it is what it is. <laughs> M-I-C-A-H. Yeah. Well, how did I spell it? <laughs> <laughs> so in the very beginning, I'm like, ah, <laughs> let him go, huh? Let him go, let him grow. Yeah. Like Anyways. I said earlier, I can't spell, dude. Yeah, you're good. And then, uh, but, um, our philosophy was actually like very fundamental based and very, 
um, deep work based where it was like three times a week of an hour and a half but like it didn't allow for any mistakes and any like lack of focus is the word actually lack of focus and so we like didn't even talk at water breaks there was no speaking for like an hour and a half pretty much like none and so give me like an average practice an average practice and this um, is when you were what 14 15 from when i was 11 to when i was 17 Mm. the same practice plan pretty much (laughs) for eight years and so we'd go in there we would do a very light warm-up and then we would pass free balls we was only like usually five or six of us at practice, so it was really easy. Yeah. It was almost like privates. Yeah. We would pass free balls for like 25 minutes. First, like, it would be like 25 perfect with a um, bagger or like platform. Yeah. And then 25 perfect with the hands. And you're just catching going in circles. Uh, and if you had like two or three bad ones in a row, maybe my dad would probably like call it and we'd stop practice. So it was like really like high level of focus because we what didn't mean call stop. it and stop practice. He would just say, all right, we're not here, not focus. Uh, he would he would just go walk to the car and I'd try and get the balls together as fast as I can and get in the car before we we're going home. He nah. just call it. Yeah, he wouldn't allow for like how often he did didn't he? let you not be focused, and so we <clears> didn't know what it was like to be on a court and not give like an insane amount of focus into a touch. Like we didn't know what bad volleyball like what not focused volleyball was like because he just never let us do it. Like anytime you were in there, if it was like bad focus, it was just done. So I have a very deep love and respect for like deep work of volleyball, but I don't get to do it very often. And that just means like serve me 500 balls. Nobody say a word. I'm not going to like react to like good or bad things. I'm just going to be. And it's just That's the my most dream, therapeutic <laughs> yeah. thing. It's like, it's like. Zana being in the garden, she says the same thing. Like, yeah. she feels that way. And I feel that way when I'm able to, like, go out there and do that. Also when I get to play, but it's different. Yeah. Um, and I think that that level of, like, fundamentals and touch is necessary to then go and take that player and throw him into, like, any sort of situation. And hit him being like, I have the tools. I just have to now put my mind into, like, what's the way to game this game? And, like, what's the way to figure out the, the best solution for these rules and this this set of like whatever we're doing Mm. and so i think it's a balance of both i think you have to like give the person the tools and then give them the environment to go and figure out how to then like be able to switch and use different tools and use this and think about that to get the job done that's really interesting because like i know i think adapting is a thing that like also i would want to train more where it's like okay we're playing a set to 25 and like at halfway, the rules just switch, and you have to be doing something different. Maybe I know and you don't, or you you know and I don't. And like catching on to what you're doing, and being able to actually be like, they're doing this, and then boom, our whole team switches, yeah. and we're gonna beat you. We started doing that in the national team gym, like the game yeah, to 25 like was schemed. I actually think it's a good idea. Yeah, but I yeah. wish that there was something where at 12, Wait, just you to could set, then see. just to set the scene for okay, people. Go. Basically, like at the end of every training right now, we've been doing a game to 25. And there's a script for each side. So basically it's like maybe three one or four rules. Yeah, three or four rules. So it might be and we you know, we use an option system that we don't need to get into, but more or less let's say like for example, in transition, no bick or no right. quick right. or no left side or no right side. Right. 
uh, you know, like when the ball's medium pass, always go outside. Whatever it is, like right. there's some script and both teams have one. Right. Or it could be a serving target. We're always serving this guy. Um, that's the setting yeah, scene. Exactly. Yeah, And I really love that because I think yeah, that's too. the essence of like volleyball and game that you don't get in practice and then you're just supposed to do it in a game. And I want to be clear, at least from like a middle learning standpoint, like it's fun, I was, n- it's, it is, it is fun, but I was never t- like taught. And this is what I try to teach now with like the academy and yeah, like yeah. one-on-one stuff is like trying to get them to think about the game more than just reading or committing because at least as a middle it's like you either read let's just see where they go or you're just going to jump with the middle right and like there's such another level to understanding like what does a setter like to do when he's running forward what does a setter like to do most of the time if he takes a step back or like on the net off the net and i feel like your bets in a lot of yeah for sure never do and i'm like dude do you not see he's running that way just make him make the hard set like just be good on the set that's going to be good the back set long way is going to be not good don't like leave it one on one, and it's gonna be a bad connection. And right. I didn't want to get super lost in the volley sauce, but I do okay. have some. I Anyways. do no, I do have some questions for you. Yeah, here's one of them. We love that drill. Uh, we'll get back to that. Okay. What I want to know from Don't you. Don't let me forget about my idea for that drill that I think should be done. I won't. I trust me, I won't forget. Okay. Um, what I would love to know. Wait, what were we talking about? <laughs> I was talking about like why middles don't hedge their bets a little bit more. Oh, I want to know from you, like, for example, in a in a game, it's so much easier for me to understand, like, oh, right now he's doing this mm-hmm. or he's doing this. Or, like, you know, for example, if I'm playing and you have Tom yeah. Jeske in with you, it's like I'm always really aware of, like, how much is he using him right now because right. hopefully it tells me something, you yeah. know. Yeah. But I'm interested, like, when we do, for example, we do a drill called ball setter, ball hitter, which yeah. is just, like, free ball. Maybe there's some caveats or whatever, but it's basically just, like, Side out, side out, side out, side out. Then the other team, side out, side out, yeah. side out, and just transfer back and forth. And there's no real, like, yeah, maybe we're playing for a score, but there's no real, like, you could do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, do setters just do whatever they want? Like, is there always a reason for everything in most situations? Or not? No. Or are, there, are there things that you're just like, I'm trying to but work on this? I will say, like, in a more of a free ball scenario where everything's really controlled, there is, like, you are doing more of what you want. And then as as the ball gets more extreme and extreme and extreme, you're doing less of what you want and more of reacting to like, what is your actual capability of doing with this ball? Or who's most likely to score this ball. Yeah. Both. If it's really both, close. Both. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. It's like, if it's all lining up, I'm really just doing whatever I want. And then if it's like, I'm not, my feet aren't there and it's going to be really tough for me to jack this back. I'm just going to give it a hittable ball forward. I'm, not doing whatever I want. I'm more. Okay, but how does that work for a guy like you who can like kind of do all of it? And I know you have things you're working. No, I, I know can't. you have things you're working on. But like, I can imagine you don't feel limited unless you feel the pressure of like you know, like yeah, you're in trying this gym, to. Yeah, you feel different. more limited for sure. Yeah. Like with in our gym, it's like you're being evaluated every day, and it's some of the best players in the world. And um, yeah, there's a lot of just intricacies that that are in that gym that you know. Um, but there are some things where I'm like. I do not feel as comfortable with this. And some days they're like, there's not some days I'm like, well, I'm touching the ball really well right now. I'm, I feel capable of doing more. And there's some days where I'm like, I got to keep it simple today. It's not, it's not coming. Uh, how much, fe- how much feedback are you getting from a middle? Like an opposing middle? Like for example, oh, oh. like how, because I don't not, think you're not, not someone who looks a lot. No, no. Um, I'm and, not. and so I, I wonder a lot, like, how much are you, ah, today I'm just going to try to focus on, and let's, we're talking mainly about six on six drills. Like mm-hmm. today I'm just going to focus on like connecting better with the middle or like now I'm going to focus more on like working the big more. Cause I just did a bunch of middle stuff. Depends or, like, on your, your work with your team, right? Like I always like, 
I have to prioritize my work with my team if it's not at the at a good enough level. Then I need to prioritize. We got to be able to do our own shit before we worry about something else. Like let's do our stuff well. Once I get to the point where I'm like, I got all my options. We're doing stuff well. So we're pl- uh, let me like, put me through a situation I'm like ball setter, ball hitter. Yeah. Today, did, what did you go through today? Were you like, uh, today I'm gonna work on my connection with the middle or like what was? Yeah, yeah, your, yeah. Usually I wasn't. Do you have a theme or you just like? I do have a theme. Yeah, yeah. Of course I have a theme. What's your theme today? I wasn't in ball setter, ball hitter today. Yeah. Um. But I'll tell you, when I was in, my theme was seven back because I got Maddie on my team and I, re- and I wanted to connect with Maddie. And so you're trying to like, he's a very good player. Yeah. And so I was trying to just play a seven back. Game. It gets so, it gets so hard when you're on a team, like, especially on the national team where like you have six players who mostly all of them are going to kill the ball trustworthy. Yes and no. I feel like every team that you're on, there's still always levels. Like usually always some level. And that level just takes longer to see. And it gets the window of your decision making just becomes pretty much like do sets or like 23 all games. Where like I'm feeling a little bit like one of these two or three guys should get the ball. Maybe it's maybe it's not one in this gym. You know what I mean? Mm. It's never going to be one in this gym. But like. And maybe overseas it's like, Namir, you're going to get this ball. Yeah. But, like, here it's less like that. But it does – you take one or two guys out at any level. Especially with balls that aren't, like, free balls is what I mean. Right. Like, I'm, I'm medium. It's going to be – three ball. two blocks up. So, like, if you're, if you're a middle listening, it's like free balls, don't overthink it. <laughs> free balls, make a decision is my is my idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless you're playing against a team without speed, right? Like, right. I mean, if you're playing yeah, with a guy without, like, Namir's slower, and then uh, you can take hundred percent. This like, is where all like, of this is is yeah. Yeah, stuff yeah. That All this is inside know. the academy at middleblockeracademy.com. No, you're totally right. But what I was thinking for for the drill that I think could be better is because a lot of times we're doing we have a super good game plan going into a match, and maybe it's not going the way we want. I feel like we struggle to make a really decisive and quick boom. Let's do that. And I feel like in this drill, like maybe every other day at 12 or 13, you get a timeout and being like, dude, they're killing us with this. We're changing. We're going to do this. And then to see how well you adapt on the change. Hmm. Because I know like in the past, I've even like not even been a part of some games, but heard about like certain games that have costed maybe like Argentina, the Olympics, they were doing something or, and people were like, I just feel like we didn't make the switch fast enough. I I always hear that that phrase. And I'm like, this is a great spot to see how fast we can make a switch. Like yeah. they're doing something we know. You have a game plan against them that you're stuck with. And then they're going to figure it out and change. Can you make that change fast? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I know for myself sometimes it's just hard not to do the sun is going to come out. I might have to take this pop top for a second here. Okay. Um I think what's hard sometimes for me is like, play. you know, sometimes like for example like let's say you streak the middles, yeah, middle, 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 and I'm like, all right, this next ball, no way he's doing. Of course, this is a gym where you got to please everyone. Advantage of that a lot. Yeah, where he'll do like four in a, in a row, and I'm like, fuck, yeah. damn. I'm Especially not. with a drill like ball setter, ball hitter, right. where you know that as a setter, we have a responsibility to make sure everyone gets a few. Right. And like, like Micah takes advantage of that because it's like he'll go to Jeff, and then he'll go to Jeff, and it's like, okay, he's got to feel like he's gonna get someone else involved, and because of how good he is and how like strong of a position he has. And just, like, how strong of a mindset he has, he, like, is able to curb that 
and say like, no, I'm going to do this and give Jeff five balls in a row and no one else touches it. And right. you guys are all going to deal with it. Yeah. And like, that's what I think like is the next level of my evolution is like being able to ignore certain things that need to be ignored. And like, like what's really something? placing my mind on like, we're going to win. Might, everyone might not be as happy with the distribution or with whatever, but like we're going to beat them. And then that's my job and deal with and it. By I'm not good at that. Ignore you mean like ignore the fact that maybe like some guys are like, are like can bro, I get a ball, yeah. dude? Or like, I need to find my rhythm, dude. Or yeah. like all the kinds of things you have to deal with as a setter. Yeah. And really just really put your focus on winning the match are and what ever, needs to be done. Even ball setter, ball setter, ball hitter, even like games. Are you just are doing you, this? Like this is a podcast where are you just doing this to just try and get better at ball setter, ball hitter against me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care at all, honestly. Okay. I'm, but to, I guess in my mind, the reason I was so curious is like yeah. games are simple to me. Yeah. Maybe not always in the beginning, but like. Like you talk about your team with Namir, it's like when you guys are in the fifth set in Champions League, it's like you're hucking every ball to that guy. Right. Maybe a couple to Tom, maybe yeah. like, but like you're not setting your second middle unless I see you set it once. See, that, that what's tough is that I'm the guy that does that. Right. And I've got a lot of pushback on that, like from certain players. I guess but what I'm. It's very calculated, and I've lost very important matches being the guy that played it a little bit too obviously mm. and seen a lot of other players lose because of that as well that I I don't like to like make the same mistake twice and so like I would and as I get older I'll have more respect people will be like he's been doing this long enough to know that somewhere along this is his thought out and that because I have that that personality where sometimes I feel alienated is that I have the personality of like happy-go-lucky because I am and then people very rarely would think that what my actions are are thought out like well thought out you don't maybe because you feel come this across way. that way. Yeah, you don't maybe yeah. feel this way because we've had conversations. Yeah, but I don't have these conversations with very many people. People are like, oh, he just doesn't care. And how I can't tell how many people are like, dude, this guy's just doing whatever he wants. Or like, he's just silly. He's not. Or he's not that. And I'm like, no, these are all like pretty. It's pretty calculated when it needs to be calculated. I mean, is there such thing as a wrong decision? Because on one point it's like according to can I tell you, wait, no, I'm wait, telling wait, you this wait, according wait, wait, wait. to non-setters that are on your team. They think that there is. I'll tell you that right now. Fair enough. I don't know the answer to your question. Maybe yes, maybe no, but everything's hindsight 2020. Like like Monday morning quarterback where it's like, oh, I can't believe you said this guy. And I'm like, dude, he puts that ball away. You're not having this question. Depending like, on it's what, a matter of him putting it away or not. And depending on what team you're on, like here's what I know, and correct me if I'm wrong. When you're overseas, yeah. you do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, a lot of it, yeah. Because you're not getting replaced. 100%. When you're in the national team, yeah. I can imagine it affects you differently because you don't have the same freedom of like this game, like 13, 14, I'm going to set that second middle because no way anyone, and this, what I was going to say earlier is this happened to me in Rizovia where we went like five or it was like end of a set, third set maybe. And it was like tight, like 24, 24. And he sets this middle that like statistically he sets like four to six times in a three to five set match. So like maybe he's getting one a set. And I'm just like, no chance he's setting this guy. So I go direct, sets him. Yeah. They serve to us. They get the ball back over, sets, sets him, him again. again. Yeah. And I was like, you really fucked me up, dude. I, yeah. I talked to him after the match. I was like, dude, that like, I like, why? Why? See, and like it's, he was the kind of, he as came well. off as like the kind of cocky setter that knew his place. He's kind of been around Poland for a yeah. long time and like could do whatever he wanted. For sure. And so I, I always find that so fascinating where it's like if I would have stuffed him or touched or whatever. Like Everyone as a would set- be like, oh, that's a terrible choice. Why'd you give him this ball? And that's, that's a Monday sucks, morning huh? quarterback. <laughs> yeah. It's like you can never – your decision-making relies on the ability of that person to then follow through with it. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. Where they're like, that's a great choice. And I'm like, dude, he had three blockers up. He put it away. And then there's like one on nobody. He hits it out and they're like, that's a terrible choice. I'm like, this is professional volleyball. You can't put a ball away with nobody up and then that's about the decision. I don't know about that. Um, Okay, I want to go back to... (laughs) (laughs) That was such a calm transition. Yeah, because I was like, I don't want to talk like so much. Volleyball, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even just volleyball, but, you know, because what I was really interested in, Mm. I'm kind of just like, I'm experimenting a little bit now. Like, I I would love to know from you, you don't do the national team for a summer. Or you didn't... Two. Two. Two summers. Two summers. Yeah. Like, let's say... Okay, take me back. You could either talk about what you would do in the future or what you would do, what you did in the past. But like, you don't do national team for the summer. How do you spend your summer? That's the question you have for me. <laughs> <laughs> so lame. So lame. And uh, what's your favorite color? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? <laughs> um, no, I guess I asked you because like I'm. What I are guess you really curious about? What, what I'm really what I'm really curious about is like how would you train in an off season if you didn't have the national team? Because you told me the reason you came back is you you started to realize and correct me if I'm wrong. You started to realize like I still want to get better. And I think I can get better with the national team, like really develop as a setter. Yeah. And you feel like you're able to do that now. Yes. And so my thought is like, let's say that's not even an option for you. Yeah. How do you get better as a setter without the national team? Like, what would you actually do to be like, I'm still going to progress. I still want to be the best at volleyball I can be. I just don't have that as a resource anymore. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, now it's a fucking I great. No, 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 no. Now it's a great question. That's a great huh? question. Now. All right. I, I needed some clarification. <laughs> <I did. laughs> Um, that's a good question because I wasn't in that exact mindset when I did take the two summers off. So those two summers were a lot of just hanging, spending time with people. And you need that. Like, you need yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And that was what those summers needed to be. Right. And then I had heard that Javi Weber was there and, um, skip past that this next summer. And I really wanted to be a part of that group. And so that's, that's where I that right, right, right. also had. That also cultivated me wanting to get Gave you the juice to come back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I shouldn't have skipped Um, through that. That is really cool. I'm so happy you came back, bro. I mean. Oh, thanks, bro. Yeah. It's having someone like you on the team. Me too. It's been great. It's great. It's been sick. So great for me. I'm super happy I'm back, too. It's great. I've been loving it, yeah. So so just to let's talk about it then for the future. Like, let's say next summer. Let's forget it's an Olympic year. Forget it about the national team. You have a summer to get better. What does that look like for you? What would you do? So for me, a lot of it. Uh, is balance based I usually come back after those two summers I took off I came back a much better player better setter better everything and I not really touched the indoor ball that much Um, but a lot of what I think makes me I know I'm like this is so rude interrupting like this, but I do want to pivot really quick with yeah, you yeah, no, here. Let's do. pivot really quick. I didn't have anywhere that great I was going, so it's fine. Well, no, no I guess, and no, I was, I, didn't, I, I didn't. was really like, how would you train like yourself? But here, let's let's before we get there, I, I do okay. want to talk about this because you brought it up this idea of like not touching the ball or not training and getting better. And yeah. I think I said to you like this happens, happens to me all the time, all the time, time with serving. Every time I didn't, we we had two weeks off recently. Yeah. We came back and I was like, my serving is fantastic. Yeah. No, I don't understand, and I was struggling with it before we had the break you know yeah. just kind of like trying to be more consistent it comes back and it's just like i feel like i'm hitting them harder with more accuracy sure. i don't understand it dude do you uh, and you i remember saying that to you and you being like yeah 100 percent yeah I'm like it is it's why just, dude because i've been doing that i've been taking summers off and showing up and being like damn how did i get so much better bro it's what do you think it is bro um okay my first thought goes to expectations okay of like the weight of them and like how able how present I'm able to be and how like not down on myself I'm able to be uh, because of my expectation of how I should be playing. I'm just like, oh, 
try and get it there, Micah, today. You haven't been playing, and it's like going there. I'm like, it's great. You did a great job. Mm. Instead of like the one out of the hundred that I do miss, I'm like, oh, I've been practicing every day. I should not miss that one. Mm. Um, so expectations is one. Two, I think like a clear and healthy mind and body like goes a long way. And I feel like yeah. your mind can get pretty muddied, like yours on serving or like mine on a specific set. Um, your mind can get really muddy. Like the water gets really muddied is the word, I guess I'm looking yeah. for. Muddled, muddied. Well, it's also One of those words, but like you just can't perform that well with a, with a unclear, foggy <laughs> mind. mind. And like our mind gets foggy with, we're, with like trying to dissect things so deeply and like analyze and get well, so obsessive over instead of like, all right. And I think there's I remember how to do this. Toss it and hit it in that direction. And there's such like And then boom, you do it. You're there's like, such layers to everything you're saying too, right? Where it's like that can be seen in terms of like you've been playing as a prof- like on different spectrums where it's like you've been playing professionally for the last for me it was like the last 8 years. Yeah. And I had points where I just felt burnt out. Yeah. And you can't stop cuz you got to keep going. Yeah. So then it's like, how can you find that now within like a day or a week or a month? Uh-huh, like uh-huh. finding little windows. Does that mean that like you fit like it's so it's so interesting because like I'll go through periods where we finish training and I want to go home and I want to watch some video or I'm right. really in- and then sometimes I go through periods where I'm like fucking <laughs> over this, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm trying to go like do something completely unrelated 100%. to volleyball, you know, 100%. and you're trying to find these little windows. And I guess what what is so interesting the the journey that i feel like Wait, can I've, i cut you off on this yes, you did it, thank yeah. you god okay dude. what are we even talking about no 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 because i completely agree so i think that that comes in like those mo- momentum waves is like because i'm not the guy like a great example is like matt anderson who's just a machine yeah like the guy is a machine david like, smith also a machine and like you have to know who you are as a person to be able to like i'm not able to do that and so not my own ways of that is i don't maybe have this like this type of mindset i have like i'm motivated here we go yeah and then it's like i'm losing some motivation and so now mine is just about like how far can i get up when i get the motivation and then when i don't have it how minimal of a drop can i take mm. so that the next round of motivation i get higher interesting and then plateau and then higher where it's like i'm more focused on that because i know that that's who i am yeah so how can i then take who i am and meet the guy that takes a step every day where it's like, after a year, Matt's steps like this, mine, like this, maybe we're even, maybe I can even get higher. Because like yeah. those highs, like they're going to be, I'm going to take five steps, I'm going to jump over 20 steps today. Right. And like, he's like, no, I'm going to do it today, tomorrow. And like, they say the greats are like that, but I don't think that's always the case. I think right. that there's other ways. So I think that's the first thing I thought of when I thought of that. It's like, I love that. And that when it's like a down period, I have no stress. And I don't feel bad at all. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. This is my <laughs> I know it's coming. Like, I'm eating this up. I'm cool with this. Like, yeah. I'm going to check out. But I do also purposefully try to time those down periods in moments that I can afford them. So, for example, those off summers, I can afford them. Or, okay, we have three weeks where it's, n- like, not to say this, but not great games. It's not Champions League. It's not the finals. Let's try and provoke that down period early, even though it's not coming. What does that look like, though? What do you, what like, do you I'm not going to watch film today. Like, even though I might want to, I'm like, nah, nah, this is my, even though, because I want to get that out of myself so that I'm still hungry and, like, my enthusiasm it's like trying is to... boom. Right at the end, I'm like, 
in the finals, I'm like, oh, I want to watch film today. Cause, but that's because I had already pre-planned my timing of when I want to go I feel like down. it's like trying to miss volleyball when you don't miss volleyball. Yep. Another example of that that I've realized is they do better in or Europe, wait. and some coaches do that. Dude, when you cut off a practice a little earlier than it's supposed to, the next practice, people are actually excited to be there. It's genius. Yeah. Like, and then once you go over that, like, now we're over it, we're over it, we're over it, and it goes down and down, you're like, the next day is going to be different. You know, but like, like when it's like, oh, that was a great job. We want to cut it off. And it's like, I'm leaving you a little bite and you're hungry. And I'm yeah. like, taking it from you. It's like, I'll see you tomorrow. You yeah. know, like, and then it's like, hey, we're back. And then you start on the same drill, but you have to use it. You have to be intentional. People yeah. aren't intentional about those things. Mm. So do you, did you feel like, like when but you, that, that's something that I think we're very similar in, in that way. You're more consistent than me in a lot of ways and like lifting not. and no, like no, no. But diet you're, you're and more all naturally, those things. You're more naturally athletic and you're, well, you have a better body. Thing. We're talking about, we're talking about different things. I'm talking about like the steps you're able to do those better than me. But like you're still a guy that's like, oh, I'm super motivated, and like I'm not really motivated, and like yeah, but that's you know, how I kind of look at it. You know what the difference is, and I I love the way that you worded it, and it's an inspiration for me to hear you word it like that. It's a cool, or rather, a really cool way for me to th- reframe how I think about it, yeah. because I'm also someone who's like, yeah, yeah fucking yeah, yeah. Boom, yeah. we're going up. I'm living, I'm, I'm maxing out today in every <laughs> exercise, you know. Or like, like tomorrow, I'm like, like I don't want to lift. <laughs> I, I'm rocketing like this, but then my problem is, then I come down hard. Yeah. Like I'll be like all volley, all whatever. But when I burn out, I'm like, I'm like going to Tibet tomorrow, I guess, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. gone. You're I a man of experience, which I am. Yeah. Too. Yeah. 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 And I think, but it just, it, and it doesn't have to look like, like those moments of not, not motivation. I guess in that sense, I'm lucky because like, I won't even like work out, but I'm so excited about other things that I'm still very active. So when right. I come back, it's right. like, dude, if you're lifting, I'm like, no no and have you been practicing like no but i played pickup every day and i played fours every day so it's yeah like, i'm still fine yeah but it's just i had, it was a little different game so i was excited about it and it made me like, i need a ball to run after right to stay in shape yeah i can't do cardio on a treadmill like some people can but i just know like oh if i need to do cardio i'll go play pickup you know because mm. there's a ball that will make me go back and forth with. and i'm you now lead me into something. And those else. are some ways that I mitigate the downfall, yeah. you know? Yeah. So what's your what's your ideal way to train? Like, it, I don't even want to say if you had kids or if you were a coach, but let's even just say for yourself, and you can take either one of those roads. But, like, how do you find the balance between, like, you're a setter. You mm-hmm. need to work on setting. You need to be specific mm-hmm. setting. Mm-hmm. And, ha- and also, I don't need to just, like, do all these drills to make me a better setter. I'm going to go play basketball. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come back and be like, the fuck i'm a better setter <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Where, where do you how would you train that like how do you find that it's just there's no that? plan for me yeah there's no plan and, you s- and that's bad but it's not it works you know? for you yeah there's no plan but i have a plan too at yeah. the same time i mean some of it's simple it's like well if i'm ne- if i like need my- to stay in a type of shape i'm gonna do i have to do something that's like the base yeah. start you know it's, and you it's can't flexible just- it's flexible yeah. it's like today i feel like i can really get a lot out of it and today tomorrow i can what does that look like? But I think to answer your question of where I think you want is I would love to do that deep workflow where like it's 30 minutes of no talking. You're, no one's allowed to even open their mouth. And what that does is it like it stops you from even having an out to, to be sidetracked about anything or to get caught up on anything or to apologize or something like it, it's like really I would suggest people if you are listening to go do like 10 minutes of like free ball passing where you're, you and your partner can't speak. 
like and just pass back and forth it's like the most amazing beautiful thing yeah um i mean i would love to do that as a setter for like 30 minutes every other day of just like no one tell me any feedback just i'm just gonna do it for a long time and then i would like to be in games that can like move me around mentally where i'm like oh i gotta do that and like really challenge my problem solving ability and then in between those two things it would have to be me and some of my own like weapons which i would think of like you and tommy or like some guys we really having some deep work on like our connection what we're doing in certain situations so that when we get to these games where it's like okay no no hitting all tips and rolls we have this connection of like that we're capable to really perform well in that situation mm. we know each other well enough we can communicate efficiently we have a set ball that i love to do and that you love and that we've worked on and like so it's like my own deep work 30 minutes no talking me with my boys that we're going to try and win the game with like really ironing it out but like not over analyzing but like feeling it and going getting reps and all that stuff and then a game situation where it's like you boys together as a team need to figure this out you know what i really uh, the most out of everything you said I, I like the most is the 30 minutes no talking deep deep work because yeah. i think also what you're really trying to teach athletes and like from a philosophical standpoint at least it's like this idea of like non-judgment mm-hmm. so it's like not getting and this is something i work with a therapist on in, t- in my own life about like not getting too attached to the highs allow yourself to go ramp up mm-hmm. but like not getting too attached to the highs that could be like having a good game we mm-hmm. all know what it feels like to like have a good game and you're just like oh yeah all these people are liking my shit and like yeah. sending me messages and like you know like you know you balled out like it just feels great yeah but then like you can have a bad game and like it can feel just as bad as it did like they're in contrast you know but i and don't think that that uh, your therapy is way smarter than me but i'm that way as well but like i feel like i don't want to let go of me on the highs as much as I want to let go of me on the lows. Wait a second. What I'm trying to say is the reason I brought it up is like to me, more or less you could say it's like yin and yang. And I'm someone who falls a little more under like Eastern philosophy more that I resonate with. Yeah. But like what I really liked about this drill was like it's this idea of like you're not getting super like, oh, that was in the net. I set that one in. And you're not like over the net like, fuck, I can't believe I went over mm-hmm. the net. It's just like just flowing yep. just flowing yep. you're figuring things out on your own as you go there's no judgment i really love that so much and i felt like in some way like i got that growing up playing at like open gyms and being like so bad but just kind of like just playing yeah where it's like i didn't really like i wasn't trying to work no, on things no. it was just like sometimes you win sometimes you lose they're supposed to beat me like whatever you yeah. know it's like its own form of like deep work yeah. but i really like that idea of like because i would love to do that too where it's like in our gym it's like hitting lines of just hundred reps but like at a good speed where you're not overblown nobody talks and we're just vibing and just like i'm just putting the ball and like we see what's going on and we figure it out and it's like there's no rush there's no like analyzing or like and i'm not saying that's where deep work fits in because sometimes connection based things need a little vocalization yeah like so like me doing free ball passing at 12 years old is different than that and me setting yeah but i but like i also feel like maybe I've never thought about this before, but maybe that could be a different experience of deep work where it's shared deep work. Sorry, we, no. we're we on a walk street and there's um, a lot going on. Go ahead. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> no, I was, I was just thinking. <laughs> this face of just pure, like, not able to. No, no, no. To, I was, to, what I was going to gonna say is. 
I just fucking completely forgot what I was going to say. But you were saying about the hitting lines of no talking. Uh, what I liked about the deep work, I, I thought about it more in terms of serving where I thought it would be really nice. Because I think yeah. a lot of times you see coaches, especially with young players, and even us sometimes now where it's like, ah, yeah, that one was a little lower. And for me at least, I would say probably 10 out of 10 times, I feel like I know if it was too low yes. or too high. Or like I don't need – but even I see that working for – Wait, Kids. can we can we introduce intro, in? Uh, yes, please. Here, uh, Zana, come here real fast. Hey, how are you? Good. Is this the first time we're meeting? Um, no. Me? On live TV, is this not the first time? Is it? I hope not. Here, Zana, can you take a seat really fast, really fast? Do you mind? No. He asked me about like one of my favorite ways to train, and I was talking about deep work, and I had just like I had just done a practice where they needed me to step in and help her and her beach partner, mm-hmm. and I was like, let's try an experiment with like 13 minutes of no talking, and so we were talking about how like just not allowing to talking might help or not help. What was your experience like when you did it? And um, what do you think like are the benefits or the cons to it? I think that it made me realize how much like inner thought there is and like how much I just say things like to my teammate or just out loud just to say things that have no value. Um, and like by the end of it, you just find like a different level of like rhythm that I think can be distracted oftentimes by like words if that makes any sense uh, that makes a lot of sense yeah. to me well like because i've done it before and the words just always get in the way a lot of times like give me g- like give me an example like of what you guys did so we just did where i would just serve them from half like half court and they would just receive and we'd do like 50 of them and then we'd switch and then the no partner talking. would do it Nobody no no talking for not even a word for 13 minutes and you find like when you go overseas, like we don't speak the language, but we figure it out. Like we know how to like yeah. get around, and like it's that like that when you're doing like, I would switch sides of the court, and her and the partner would be like, must mean that we're going here, and then they would just migrate, and you just start like playing off of each other without. And like to- I think we're all at the level where it's like we know what we're doing wrong right. most of the time, and so like that's just not that necessary, right. and so like we just made adjustments based on like what we know instead of having to be told it, which kind of I think was like nice. Not having to be like my partner saying like, oh, set me a little higher. Like, obviously, I know I need to set it a little higher. Dude, it's so clean. And also, like, I missed one serve the whole time. And I was like, normally I would say like, oh, sorry, sorry. Like, and and it would be a whole thing. And I missed one serve and I wasn't able to say anything. I was just, okay, I'll go again. We're also girls and we like talk a lot. Yeah, but Mike and I are both boys. We've talked a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We talk a lot. But I will say, I will say this though. Like, I, a lot of times, like, for example, you know, especially with the middle, you're supposed to like, Furby says to me all the time, like, call like 101 777. Mm-hmm. Fuck that, bro. I don't want to do any of that. I don't like talking in general. Like, I don't even know how, like, Justin Bieber, like, sings and dances. Like, it's almost like too much for me vocally to even handle, like, talking and playing. We're talking about now talking okay. and playing in general. I feel like that's distracting for me. This is, like, I guess a little bit of a side bit, but do you ever find that distracting or not? See, I guess as a setter, you don't do it as much, though. You're not like. See, I would say that you need to reach a level of connection where then that is the best way to do it. But I'm at not this saying not moment at after. time, I would really appreciate if you were louder and be like Me? seven, seven, seven. Because I'm like, I haven't played with you enough. Dude, can I be honest? It's like it's like middles wearing knee pads. I'm just like, I don't know what it is about yeah, like calling your set. You, that you seems think. so lame. You think it's dude. lame, but it's, yeah. it helps me so much. It's yeah. like confidence I have in the uh, yeah, delivery dang. and that like it helps me a lot. And I, there was a coach that did this drill that was really funny because it made a lot of sense. He said, okay, outside hitters, because they weren't calling, like, shoot, go, or high, and they just were expecting it, and then the ball would be wrong, and they'd be like, I wanted this. He's like, okay, line up. 
and he would toss him a ball, and then he's like, okay, set. And they would set forward. He's like, oh, I wanted a back set. And he tossed, and he did it for like three minutes. And every time they said, he said he wanted something different. He's like, no, high ball, back, I wanted. And they're like, and they were just all like, what the hell? Like, yeah, you need to tell us what you want. How could we do it without knowing? Mm. He's like, that's what you've been doing the last week of practice here, Setter. Bro, what's and so? They, and they were like, oh, and then after they're like, I want shoot, I want to shoot, and like I want, I want a high ball, and I'm like, thank you, like I actually know what I'm doing, dude. Granted, on my Lukola team, we also didn't talk one bit on the court, but that's because we played for six years together, and it was just super efficient. I'm so st- I just made me realize how stubborn I am. It's like uh, today, you know, where I'm like, hey, Micah, send me a chill pipe, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I got this thing like when we're warming up before, like hitting lines or whatever you know we'll do two minutes of hit whatever ball you want and normally i'll hit some bicks and flares and like trying to yeah. hit them on tempo you know but i never want to tell them like high ball or super or fast yeah. i'm always like chill d ball yeah and i'm always <laughs> in my head like damn how chill does he mean like is it like super chill or is it like just and then you'll chill? you'll fuck it up and i'll be like what the fuck bro? yeah and he's like, and I'm like, like and he's like no do you like chill and i'm like the same word you gave me i don't know what that means and i don't either and you know what it is you know know, straight up i don't either but i love adjusting like dudes i used to do hitting lines like not all backwards but like where i'd take an approach from like super sharp one way that i would never do in a game or no step approach or Mm -hmm. like do a balls where it's like I'm just go. I just you just love novelty. I start. I start at the ten foot line. and I tell him to set me an a ball. <laughs> you know where I have to like step close and hit behind me because I don't get to do that anymore. Yeah. And like when I missing, trained in Hawaii, yeah, like bored. I was doing you're tons. Of, I'm bored. Yeah, you're bored. I'm so bored. Do you get bored in your training or not really? Beach is so fluid and hard. Beach is so fluid. But also, I was thinking like, hi, I'm Zana. <laughs> um uh no like in beach like a lot of times people are like oh that's good that's good because it's so fluid like it's not like we don't have 50 sets and like it's not so specific because there's not as many people on the court and like for me I'm like okay but like what do you actually want instead of like some most of the time people are just like oh that's good or just like a little more inside but it's like so vague that yeah, I like the so more fluid. specific yeah. is like helpful because then it's like okay I can actually focus on one thing it's more instead of just dance oh, with moving parts where it's like it's more about the relationship than a spot on the court or like yeah but then i think people get carried away with the fluidity when sometimes it's like no if you tell me exactly where to put it then i can actually do that for you and like we can all go better do better together right go ahead i have nothing to say um taylor you go ahead it's your podcast um no i just was i was more interested honestly to know from you and i don't know anything about you so this is really exciting for me but just like do you get bored with training no no Yeah, it's like almost one of the few things you don't get bored with. Beach, there's just like, there's so many things you have to be good at. So it's like one day I suck at passing and then I have to do that for a month and then I get decent at passing and then I have to work on setting and hitting and defense and serving. And it's so true. It's what your dream is to be like. Okay, but. Because as a middle blocker, Taylor struggles with like, okay, I just block, I just hit a one ball and like. Missile. First of all, I, I take that slightly offensively, but also I totally agree with you, but then I totally disagree with you. It's so but hard. Like, respect. No need to, there's no need for that. We all know that it's the hardest position and everyone respects it. But <clears throat> what I what I really wanted to know, I guess, was like, you know, for me at least, I mean, you said it before, right? It's like you reach a level where you're like pretty good at like the thing you should be right. doing. And so I guess for me, like, yeah, just to your point of like in the middle, I'm like bored and I have to make it 
there has to be something I can pull from today. And a part of that is like, I wish I had more of your mindset more often, you know, where I'm like, how can I just continue to squeeze like 1% of this 1% lemon See, that's See, but that's left, not my you know? mindset. My mindset's not about percent or trying to squeeze. No, it's just about knock like, it off, dude. That's not what I'm saying. I know you do, dude. But whether you're intentionally or unintentionally doing it, uh-huh. you are squeezing it because you have found a way to tap into this like reframed mindset that is just genuinely you, which is why we all love you so much. Like you just genuinely bring out this side of like curiosity to what someone on the outside or someone like me who can get sucked into the bitterness of like, this is so fucking boring. And now as someone who prides myself in like, it doesn't matter what environment I'm in, like I'm going to find the thing to be curious about or get better at. I've reached a stage where it was like, in some way I got pessimistic with, with volleyball, at least as a middle and was like, I'm really good. And if I can just stay healthy, I'll just continue to be really good. And then what really fucked me up, dude, is I had knee surgery. I was living in Porto down the street and I had knee surgery. I tore my patella tendon, had the surgery. I recovered like six months later, COVID hits, March, whatever. So then like there was no national team that summer. So I didn't play six on six volleyball for about a solid year year and a half the season starts in france playing con win the championship mvp of the league best fucking performance i've ever had in my life and i was like i didn't play six on six volleyball for a year year yeah. and a half yeah like nothing makes sense to me anymore I think part of why you guys get bored too is your guys's schedule like there's mm. no like you're just going constantly like there's no time off where you're like okay now i really want to get back in and mm. work on something it's just like constant and then you like go from the national team back to your pro team and it's just like you never have time to like explore other things and then come back curious about it it's just like so all the time it's too much personal opinion well for first of all check your uh computers to see where we're at battery wise 18 i mean you you get an off season with well also like well to your point that we we talked we touched on this a lot earlier but like missing the sport is really important as you get older like you need to miss it and some people it just seems like for me some people are just like like a great example i use all the time and i love him but kavika shoji Mm -hmm. like that guy just seemed to me like he was just day in day out volleyball everything studying the game watching the game everything volleyball and i was just like how are you not getting bored bro like you just love it that Hobby, much. Hobby's and the same. Hobby's the same way. I completely agree. Some people maybe just have it, and some yeah, don't. Yeah, they have it. I think everybody's different. That's what I meant, like about like how we have to like use our own like about the waves of like how we're really motivated, and then we're like, mm. and like other people do it a different way. Like we just have to use what we have, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I guess people are just capable of doing it their way, and it, like if we were to try it their way, we'd fail. But let's try our way to get to the same place. Yeah. And maybe we can. And I guess more so, I was you know trying to pull a little bit of like what things get you re-excited about volleyball taking oh. time taking time away is definitely one of them but like i feel like for him though it's ex- he's such a unique case because he's excited about everything like it's not just volleyball yeah and like like you were saying like his curiosity or wanting to get that one percent better he's like that in everything like so it's just like that's like a mental like Thing that he has that I feel like his dad taught him. Yeah. I don't have to say it anymore. I was asking for this. Yeah. Well, we already went through. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What were we talking about now? No. 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 What were we talking about in the beginning where it was you were like, oh, I can't. That, like you're like, do you ever get mad about stuff? And I was like, not really, but I don't. It's like I've never met anybody or witnessed anything like it where like everything is fun to be a positive it's honestly annoying most of the time Mm. (laughs) but like does it make you feel isolated in some way where you're just like yeah 
I'm like, no, this actually sucks. Like, let's all just be pissed for a little bit. Yeah, and it's su- it's <laughs> it's almost I almost feel bad for you because it's so much fun to like both be in a situation where like something sucks and we can talk shit about it right? together. And, like, in some way, it's like super communicative. Yes. Bummer, dude. <laughs> what a bummer. It is funny, but yeah. No, it's yeah. not though, because at the end of the day, like. What is that serving? No, 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 nothing, nothing. It's full. It's fun for the bit of it being exactly. Fun, you know, but like that isn't just a volleyball thing. It's like it goes for every little thing in life, and I'm. It's like unlike anything I've ever experienced or like met anybody like it. It's so wild. I don't know how he does it. Mm. And are do you do you think you fall in line with like where would you say if Micah is like a ten and a one is just like constantly bitching and complaining about things like where do you think you fit on that scale before really yeah like you I'm err not. more towards like it's cold i'm not yes. doing that yes that was my girlfriend <laughs> hmm. but that's probably part do, of balance yeah i mean that's nice do you do you find like uh in your relationship do you find you guys bond over how you complement each other or how you're similar to each other we are not similar very in very many ways. I asked him a question. I saw it on TikTok, and it was like, would you be happy if somebody told you that you were like your partner? And, like, you're supposed to say yes and be like, yeah, like, I think my partner's great, so I would be happy. <laughs> Mike is like, we're nothing alike. Like, <laughs> I would be like, you don't know me. <laughs> well, I was like, why would somebody? <laughs> I was like, wait, why would somebody say we're similar, though? Like, do, they don't know us very well. And she's like, that's not the point of the exercise. I'm like. But if they knew us, they would know that we're not. And then if they don't know us, then why are we listening to what they're saying? <laughs> what, you know, what, I, what I find really interesting, and maybe maybe it's just me. I'm curious what you guys think. When I was a lot younger, especially, I always thought like in trying to find a partner, it's like all the reasons I didn't like me, it didn't work out with someone was like, I just wish they were a little more like me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Do you never, you know what I mean? But the, <laughs> no, maybe I come off like a total <laughs> asshole. But like, you know, as I get older, I'm like, we it's, only judge people off of, we only judge people off of ourselves and our own perspectives and like what we think should be done in that situation. So like right now, if you're doing something wrong that I think it's only because I wouldn't do that. So that's where like f- conflict happens is where like you're doing a lot of things that I wouldn't do. So if they were doing it the way you were doing it, you're like, oh, you're always doing the right thing. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's 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 so interesting because I feel like a lot of times for me it was like, ah, I wish she was funnier, or like, ah, I wish she was like more chill about that, like how I'm chill about that, you know, or like whatever it was, or like I wish she was as positive as me. And like as I've gotten older, it's actually in the relationship I'm in now, and like the relationship I'm in now, especially like Hannah, like completely compliments me in like a we're very different in a lot we're we have some similarities that definitely ground us but we're also very different in certain ways and at first i kind of struggled with it where i was like why doesn't she react to things like me or like that like you're reacting that way now i'm taking that and now i guess we're both mad you know (laughs) like like did you guys find do you guys find that like you're able to i guess to close that i feel like as i've gotten older i've seen so much more of the beauty of not being the same to your guys's point i think it's actually great that you're in a lot of ways like not having but like you said, like there has to be like a fundamental similarity uh-huh. that like ground you. Like yep. you said, like I don't know what it is for you, but like we love to play. Like we will play games all night long. Like we have things that we love doing together. And so, and like, morally and like values wise, we see we most align. things like. But how we same. carry out our life is like totally opposite. So I feel like you have to have that fundamental like base layer of like yeah we agree on these same principles. We like doing these things together. But, like, without that, then I think you're kind of SOL. Well, I see it as, like, I, I see it as, like, like 
if you're if you're trying to like build say a, a family right like i would want if we're dealing with a problem i would want my partner's eyes to see things from different perspectives than me because then we're seeing more of a 360 view and can make a more accurate decision so like if we both saw everything the same i'd be a little nervous of what are we missing in this like decision making process and like our kids what are they what perspectives are they not going to be gifted or given and in our situation i feel like we are giving them a lot of different perspectives and like if a problem comes up usually i see it from these places she sees it from that place and as long as our communication is good and we're in it together we're then making a more sound decision than just us seeing it from the same seeing a a quarter in a glass like this and we both see heads right and it's like it's heads and we're willing to put our house on it for a million dollars we both decide yeah and like it's actually it's like this so it's like it's not heads it's not tails but you see it as tails from that side of the glass and i see it as heads and i'm like hey from over here it's heads and you're like from over there it's tails and us not being at bat like no it's heads no it's tails i'm like oh yeah maybe it's a coin with two different sides we got this we figured out what it is i feel like without long distance too we would not work have worked as well because out long distance because i think it like forced us to have to communicate so well that now because we are so different we communicate really well so we can get through it but if like we never were challenged in that way where we had to really work on communication i think we would just like have like you have to have really good communication to and, be so different I and what like. does that look like when you say you guys communicated really well overseas because i'll say i'll let me throw in one thing i also feel like the relationship i'm in right now i've been super blessed that she like is super upfront blunt honest like we can communicate <laughs> really well um but a lot of times like she's and this is just our relationship she, we don't need to call each other like for hour an hour every day you know like I, i've noticed that like it can be different in that way and so i'm interested to know in your relationship like when you say you guys communicate really well like what does that look like in your like daily lives when you're when you're apart for each other for so long you know i want to first start off that i had this feeling of like our relationship is not our relationship is not like perfect we're not perfect and like i don't want to just sit here and like blow smoke up like our own saying that we have this all figured out because we don't and i just wanted to say that because like we we're not like we don't have we're trying our best and we're trying to figure out how to get better so i think that that's important but i feel like our communication mainly stems from you have to like really know what the other person is like and who they are and how they communicate and like if you know them down to their bones and you're willing to like include that in the way that they're communicating and the way that you're communicating and trying to see like from her perspective and knowing all her experiences it helps us then like see each other's perspectives and be more kind in our in our communication. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Zana. But I don't know how overseas helped us do that. But I just wanted to say it because I don't want to sit here and say that we got it all figured out. Uh, what yeah. does our communication look like? I feel like. Um, no, I mean, to me, it's the most. It's got to be top three, if not the most important aspect in my experience of creating and maintaining a healthy relationship with a partner yeah and so doing that long distance can seem and can be very very difficult right. so what things did you guys do actionably that you felt like actually brought you closer in a strange way i think that it's like you just have to like we had to really communicate through real life problems so it's like when because a lot of the hard thing for me is like he's gone for an indefinite period of like i don't know how long he'll be doing this so there's no like will be done at this time so it's like that's something that 
is a real problem that we had to just like continue to talk about. Like it's just, it's never going away. So it's just like being open to the conversation. And then like, if we're, things are heated, we know when to take our space, but like being able to come back and look at things from like a level headed mindset later on. Mm. Where d- you, don't, you, don't, you don't get the out of distraction of yeah. like, let's do something else because the, the only thing, thing you can do is talk. Like, like that's it. That's we can't just like hold hands or like distract ourselves with something or do something else. Like, no, the only way we're interacting is texting or on the phone. So it's like, we're going to have to talk. So it like forces conversation. Yeah, and you now don't, we know each other so well. You don't get to run away. So much. And it's almost like to the other end of that. That's where it can start to get frustrating is where like, because I totally agree. It puts you on like a completely different level right away totally. because your conversations are like can get so deep because you're just all you can do is talk to each other. And to your point of getting distracted, you could decide not to have that deep conversation because you're going to go play some game somewhere right. or do something different. But then there's like a fine balance to that, too. Right. Where it's like, all right, we know each other so deeply now. Right. Now I want to start working towards I can imagine like the next steps in a relationship or, or wanting to pursue living in the same place together and experiencing things with your partner. Yes. And it looks so different <laughs> right now. And I, it's so, it's so funny to hear you say that. Cause that's what my partner was the same where she was like, you need to tell me when this is going to end, bro. Right. And she's, we're a little older. I'm 31. She's 33. Like where it was a little more like, yo, I'm trying to like, Right. Like I need to know that there's an end date to this because I can't just like live in your world of like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll play. Cause that's how I'm like Micah in that way too, where I'm like, kind of like, you know, if life gives me the signs of like, it's time to hang it up, we'll hang it up. Otherwise, like <laughs> for cruising, we're cruising, I you know? Feel so bad <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard. I, I feel, I feel honestly more for, I have more empathy for you in your situation because I can imagine it's like, so frustrating to like want to choose to build a relationship with someone with these like very un like open-ended well i guess we'll just continue to do this for like (laughs) however long like have you how how have you because you said you something you guys talked about have you like settled on like all right we're good with this is it still just like this looming gotten much yeah more comfortable with and that. i think too like we have grown a level of respect for what each of us are doing that it's like we want that so much for the other person that like in the beginning i'm like you left like you need to come home like but now i'm like you're i want you to go do incredible things and like i like am so bought into his journey that i'm like you, you can't stop you gotta keep going like you know so i think that and he helps me so much with beach and like we have like I always say you have to like love the person more than you love what they can do for you mm-hmm. because like they at a distance there's only so much that we can do for each other but we love each other so much that we are like going to help them be the best them Okay with all that being said if you could change one thing about my <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> Well let me get what the would list you, what out What would you change <laughs> Um what could I change? What would I change? I mean, what's something about Micah that you're just like, ugh. Oh my God, so many things. He's dirty, huh? No, he's not dirty. He's actually pretty clean. No, I mean, potty mouth. He always, he's always swearing. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think decision making is not his strongest. Mm. Um, Dude, we're so similar. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. Very go with the flow. I'm um, type A, so like. I make a calendar. It's in his phone. He still misses everything. <laughs> yeah. So like maybe like. Yeah. 
a little less go with the flow, but I wouldn't change it because like I need that. And it's I know. so I'm, good I'm for just me. saying it to, you know, yeah, yeah, no, just totally. for fun for this show. It's because it it's a show. Nuts. It drives me nuts. <laughs> um, sometimes he hangs around people I don't love. Yeah. That's hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Like what are their names? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you guys can all guess. <laughs> Oh! No, no, I'm just kidding. No, 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 I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, <clears throat> that's, that is tough, dude. Yeah. yeah. He's just, like, so easygoing that, and I'm really not. Like, I have no problem saying what I feel. And, like, if something, somebody does wrong to somebody I love, I will let them know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if somebody does wrong to my neighbor, I will let them know. Yeah, that's know? cool. So I think cool. we're just different in that way. But sometimes I'm like, come on, why, would, why are you not screaming? Like, why are we not upset? Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's nice that you can take care of that. You can take yeah. care of the being upset and yes. then, you know. Yeah. The chickens, right? I saw you. I saw you. Yeah. You're like a farm girl. Yeah. And you're like, you know, if you want to stay to your half Hawaiian side, you should be like a farm boy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, oh. I have no idea how to do like so many things that a guy should also know how to do that's yeah. also something that zana that, that zana would definitely that change day. no i about don't know me. if i would change it but it sometimes i'm like i have no practical skills none because all you guys do is play volleyball yeah we do nothing of importance <laughs> like if something needs to be fixed it's broken i'm like oh like I what? Built this giant what do we do about this <laughs> this is bad <laughs> The first time I met my girlfriend's dad, and she grew up like Minnesota, one of ten. Dad's a plumber. Oh my okay? God. The first thing in like all her, like she's super handy, and like her dad's a plumber. Brother, Brothers are like yeah. handymen, like that kind of construction. Like they just got it figured out. And I remember the dad like came to the house to help paint or whatever. And I just kept being like, all right, yeah. Like she's like, you ever painted before? I was like, yeah, a couple times. <laughs> like painting like all like screwing it up or whatever or just kind of like. Like if the the toilets or the not the toilet but like the shower is clogged, you know, it's just like yeah, we got to get the hair, we got to use this thing, and I'm like, okay, like I guess we should do it. I said the same, and and she she like the dad made a comment to Hannah, it was just like, yeah, he's not, he's like nice and funny, but like he doesn't really know how to do any of these skills, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, I've always been that way. I'm like, dude, I grew up with like I say like a metro father. He didn't like camping. He didn't like if something was broken, it was like we'll get someone to fix it, you know, or like the neighbor will fix it, dude. No, I said it because no, that's what's hilarious. Yeah. It's like really not like how my this dad week, is. We had like maggots in our trash can and I'm like, we got to clean this out. And no. And I go out there after he's been out there for 20 minutes. Nothing has been touched. And I'm like, all right, I'll take all the stuff out. So now I'm doing it. And then I look around and he's pouring bleach into it, like just dumping bleach, like where all these dogs walk. And I'm like, do you know how, what bleach is? Like, we can't just be putting bleach on the streets like so just little like yeah. things like this. Well, the more bleach, the more killed they'd be. <laughs> also, I had not done things because she parked in a way where I couldn't get the trash can. I didn't tell you this, but I couldn't get the trash can out anyway. So I had to remove the come inside, remove the car. I was, I was doing things, but I also am not handy. I would change that for sure. Okay. I'm sure you know a lot about recycling. Yeah. Like where things go. Yeah. So I want to run through a scenario. <clears throat> uh, paint can empty paint can where do you put it you gotta go put it somewhere where do you put it an empty paint can uh like and i need to th put it somewhere in the house or throw it away yeah it's aluminum so that would be in uh the recyclables is it aluminum it's probably not aluminum golly this is bad you know the answer is because i don't yeah so the main thing is you can't put it in the sun because it's flammable 
So it's like a very big hazard to have aluminum and heat. Or I'm not aluminum, paint and heat. Yeah, you're you right. Send, you have to take it to a disposable waste place. Flammable. You're saying you can catch on fire? Yeah. If I had an empty paint can right here in the sun, I could catch on fire? Um, paint thinners and um, what's the stuff that you put on top? Like the shine what's stuff. A finish. Finishes are really dangerous. Mm. Um, okay, okay, okay. Wait, wait. I want to <laughs> do. I want to do another one here. It's uh, today we brought home lunch to go, and we ate it. Maybe didn't finish all the food. Maybe there's a little bit of nibbins in there. Okay, where do you throw it away? I would empty the uh, food into the compost, and then I would put. They were actually plastic containers, and I'd put those in the recyclable, or I would wash them probably and keep them for a later purpose. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you trained them good. Like, dude, I'll never forget, like, the first time I threw the plastic, like, in the recycle thing, and, and my girlfriend was like, you have to wash that. It's like, wash it? Why do you have to wash it? I don't know. I have a really hard time with, like, the food industry and the garbage waste industry because a lot of it just goes to waste anyway. Like, mm. most of the recyclables aren't recycled. So I'm, like, I'm very I don't understand. Very disheartened by the... Like, it's also very confusing because, like, like if I if I use a bag of Doritos... Yeah. And I finish it, but there's like food remnants in it. Can it not go in the? Well, that's not like recyclable. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. See, I don't know. <laughs> but you, we do have a really low carbon footprint. You personally? No, we because of our like. Do you own a lot? We don't, dude. I don't buy anything. Honey, I don't. You guys like fly all over the world. I mean, like we uh, we're not consumers. No. We don't buy anything. And I feel like fast fashion or because we can't just buy stuff and be like, I don't have room in my suitcase for this. So I can't buy a lot of clothes or like anything or like, so uh, we just car, don't own things. Car, we don't own cars. We don't like, we don't have a lot of waste that goes into the, right. that's all. I'm I saying. also feel like to that point, I'm also not contributing anything to society, you know? No, no, very little. Very little. That's true. No, 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 to my community, sure. But to society as a whole, probably not a lot. You know? society as a whole entertainment like you play a game and a lot of like people want to come and watch a game they yeah, yeah yeah that's that's good wow all right <laughs> all right <laughs> you're the clown all right, so, uh dude did we die no we i think we're good there. 13 percent wow this laptop i told you up. dude i told you it was dude this la- <laughs> I, I, I told you my charger and couldn't use my own laptop to come do a podcast at micah's house yeah and uh you're computer was at like 45 percent i think mm-hmm. when we started and you're at what now 13 we've been going for two hours that's insane yeah, yeah that's good go um yeah wait switch me yeah so how do you want to wrap this up well, i don't know i don't know i just have you both here you know yeah, it's it, nice it's super nice. nice also have we actually met i feel like we haven't really met we have met i mean like hung out no, no. That's what's so weird, right? For me, I feel weird right now where I'm like, I want to get, I don't even know, I want to get to know you, you know? I don't even know you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I Maybe mean, we'll just do that off the podcast. We'll yeah. Just hang yeah, out yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, we could do that. All right. That was pretty chill. I don't think I had anything else I wanted to talk to. Yeah. Do you have any anything. other questions? No, dude, we, I feel like we nailed, we really nailed, this is going to be a good one. We really nailed a lot of things. That's I didn't great. really even write a lot of things down. That's great. I can't even read half the things I wrote. Yeah. Okay. I feel good about it. Here's Sweet. what, here's what I know. We made a promise that we were going to do more challenges. We kind of didn't really do no, them, no. which is not a huge surprise, I guess. Well, I didn't. I wasn't in on that promise. We did a lot. Well, yeah, you were. You no, know, I didn't even know we were doing that kind of thing. You just put it up. 
Dude, what? The ni- that night you were like, okay, dude, we're going to do. Yeah. What yeah. kind of challenge should we do, Zana? Who can eat a carrot? Oh, my God. I guess technically, actually, you have carrots. Yeah. You but have that's to choose like based off of the, the, no, the leaves. Do you have two carrots? Yeah. yeah. Okay, go get two carrots. All right. Similar size, though. Or we could do uh, right now. Okay, so just for those of you who are listening, Zona has planted this really beautiful garden. If you're garden. still listening to this, yeah, that, wow. Yeah, what are you doing? And then at the same time, like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. you. I, I've been trying to use my fellow earthlings because it's tallest podcast on earth. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. And if any of you have suggestions, please let me know. That's I just good. feel like a lot of podcasts have like kind of like a, their community has like, they're a certain type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. like yeah. for out of system, maybe it's like the. Uh, I don't know pineapples my Usos, little pineapples uso or like the gwitty the widow gwitties or whatever no i know what you're saying though, oh my yeah. god like a wishbone <laughs> that's a really cute one whoa that is really cool actually are you sure those are ripe oh yeah sick yeah that's okay cool. um well we're gonna do i guess we're gonna do a live should we do it live or should we just yeah no, no, we're going to do a live word game. How long is it going to take to wash those? Okay, we're going to do a live word game. <laughs> Should we do a game? Yeah, live word. <sighs> What's the game? Give them an insight into our have... Anaheim hotel at 1 in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> Micah and I were really into games. In fact, we started every game. And do you, you don't do any, like, because I know we didn't really get into you and how much you love music and, like, the kind of music stuff, but I no, did. No, no, and did. it's not that. No, I know, but, like, you were, the reason we even started doing is, like, I personally love doing, like, creative writing stuff. Yeah, you're very and I'm, good at it. I, no, I don't think I'm that good you at are, it. I'm, you are, you are, you are. I don't even do as much as I say that, even now I'm, like, basically lying. No, but do I do love doing, like, creative things that give me the way your different. mind works is very, very It's very strange. And, like, it's a very interesting place. I know that you did, like, freestyle, like, yeah. for fun, freestyling, like, yeah, on your phone. When you're bored, fun, you hear a melody or something. You're just cruising, yeah, you know, yeah. mushing around in the swamps. Yeah. And uh, that's how we started. So every morning when we were rooming together at VNL in Anaheim, we would do like some word sort of and word game. And you actually won at all of them. It's so funny because like we do these competitions and you're also, the, and I'm sure Zana has this way too, but like you win at everything. No. You do win at a no, lot I of things. I lost a lot of things. No, he wins at everything because you're the ultimate competitor. I also don't think I'm that competitive. I think at okay. most, dude, yesterday you were like, like there and back. Most, and then, most and then, guys. And then she was talking about like running underwater. You're like, I can do that. <laughs> and you went in. The only other one who went down and just like ran back and forth. Yeah, but I feel like also like in that gym, there's people that are more competitive than me. For sure. I mean, you're yeah. in a competitive environment. Yeah. But so I'm not at the top of that. I, I would put myself in like the middle. Jack of all trades, master of none. And oftentimes better than one. And oftentimes better than one. I think... That, that works so well for you because I think to that point, it's like you're not the best setter in the I'm world. Not the you're not the anything. best in the world, but you're so fucking close to being a master at all these things. That's the difference, dude. I feel like I am like a Jill of all trades. <laughs> not, that <laughs> dude, has, not that it has what? to be. Dude, you're I'm, way closer I'm, than I'm little so jilling, dude. I am freaking jilling oh, around. Nuts. and not That's that, nuts. That's nuts. That's that's nuts. For those so of you listening nutty. and you're like, Jack's the male, Jill's the female. Why did the female have to be with a negative association? Don't. Don't bring that up no, right no, now. No, no. Don't do that. I'm jilling off. Okay. I, I don't agree in the and, slightest. And you are jacking off. 
You know what I mean? No, I would not. You're at the top of the food chain. I, what else? Nothing I think else. It's, it's not. That's not a good comparison. It's like you're at like you know. It's like the one percent or the elite of people. I feel like you're just below that in like a, hundreds of different categories. If we were to play any game right now, we're gonna maybe play a game live. Now eating might be different. I'm hoping to really crush you, but. Like, if we were to play a word game right now, every word game you won, every one we played in the morning. Word games are my, uh, one of my specialties. That's why. You can ask Zana. Other things I'm not as good at. No, no. Oh! We're not doing the stupid. Is that the cinnamon thing? It's impossible. That's not. Yeah, it is. You have to do a spoonful of cinnamon. It's impossible. Yeah. No, people got it down. I didn't. Zana, I thought we made the decision. We're eating the carrots. The carrots are none of them are the same size. They're all different sizes. If you want to go big and I go small, sure. Guaranteed. What you about want the, to do what, that? What about the wishbone carrot? We'll take each leg. That's those a good the idea. Same. Thank you. God, those of you listening, you're like, wrap it up already. Like, I haven't even got to it. Okay, we'll do this just because we're going to do the carrot. Can we snap off the carrot and do the carrot? Um, We're going to do the challenge and then be done to see who the winner right. is. But I will say thanks for All doing right. this. Yeah, dude, thanks for coming. Yeah. yeah I fun. feel like we could have talked about a lot of different things. Yeah, it could go anywhere. Yeah, it could go anywhere. Thank you, Zana, for coming in and interrupting it, honestly. We'd probably be still talking about who knows what. Like, disease dirty? No. No. No, no. No. Hey, are you the kind of guy that, like, the milk is in the fridge and it says it's expired, but you smell it and you're like, it's pretty Jill. You'll take the sip or... About the milk? On the fridge? No, but I'm super queasy. I have a bad gag reflex. Is that what you mean? No, like, I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Like what? What don't you like? Zana, real quick, help. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, like what? Like a diaper? Like, I I don't think I'll ever be able to do it. Zana, I did the gnarliest diaper. Okay, well, well, like, if I have to do it, I'll do it. Even like raw meat, he's like, no. Like what? You won't touch it? No, I don't need the smaller ones. All right, we need to be done because I don't want this laptop to die either. Okay. Mike. So it has to be fully all swallowed. Oh, my God. It has to be all Chewed sw- and swallowed? Yes, swallowed. because Open I can just put this in my mouth. No remnant. This is ridiculous. Wait, wait, move your thumb. I feel like I have a very thick. Okay, yeah, yours, yours is thick. Yours is thicker. Do I get one handicap bite or no? No. Yeah. You said okay. guarantee. Yeah, but Ready? this is. Wait. You get to go first. Ready? Okay, wait, wait. Oh. Winner wit is the master of all ch- yeah, is the ja- yeah. the, the, the jack master of all challenges, of all you know. Traits. The other one is just the jack. Okay. On you, Zana. Countdown. Okay, but you get to go oh, second. Yeah. You have to go second. No, Zana. He said guarantee he can do it better than me. With a baby. Okay. This is kind of unfair. Let me get one little. I want to cut it to here. That seems like a fair. Okay. No, that is not. No, no, no. No, make it. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. One still bigger. That's actually really close. Cool. Okay. Okay. I have no idea how I'm gonna do this. Okay, think about it. Right? Study. Do you have any strategies? Of like, I think it's better to start small. For those, you, rabbits have for those of you listening, there's like a, a thick part, and then the go carrot gets I think you gotta go short little bites. Me too. I'm yeah. not sure. But you gotta. I just finished swallowing <laughs> that one piece, dude. <laughs> we are fucked. All right, three, All right. two, one. Talk to people in the meantime. Um, so right now, Micah, Micah's going for the small bites technique. They both started at the small end of the carrot. I think that Micah's got a full mouth. He's struggling a little bit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> we got some carrot on the feet over here. 
We're getting down to the wire. <laughs> My body won't let me fall it. Yeah. Wow, Micah, the winner. <laughs> I got really, I started realizing, really don't even try and chew them. Just make sure you can <coughs> swallow. <coughs> I <was> swallowing big <laughs> pieces. I swallowing big pieces, and then I realized, oh, I actually might might choke. And then I I, I had to make them. You, you could get them down like, like this. not let me swallow them. It wouldn't let me. Yeah, it, it hurt. moisture. I should have, yeah. I love you. That was great. Michael won. He crushed me. I just am swallowing now like a good boy. And uh, I learned a lot, dude. Don't eat carrots fast. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's dangerous. They made baby carrots like kind of silky and greasy <laughs> yeah. for a reason. Just throw them down. All right. I love you, buddy. All right. You too. Love you, man. Nice to meet you, Zana. Thanks for hopping on.